Hey guys, brand new podcast, and today is just me and Leanne, so I'm going to tear through our sponsors and tour dates real quickly and get to the podcast. No more, none of that goofing around. Um, uh, see, you're already starting, Leanne. Tour dates. I'm in Tacoma this weekend. All shows are sold out. Helium Comedy Club. I am uh, there the weekend after. There's Thursday and Sunday tickets available. Then I'm in the Wilbur. Those shows are, why am I promoting shows that are sold out? I don't know. Because it's an ego. It is ego, so it stop is. doing it. I, well, uh, no, nah, it's because I've spent fucking 18 years never selling a ticket. It's nice to find, and you'd see people go. Well, then maybe it's not ego. Maybe you're proud. Maybe I'm proud. Mm-hmm. Morty's Comedy Joint, there are definitely tickets available. <laughs> <laughs> Segway. I may be adding a show uh, on the 8th, or maybe not. I don't know. Uh, to Not not in Indianapolis, but in, in, uh, in Red State Adjacent. Comedy Zone in Charlotte, there are tickets available 15, 16, 17, and then the Trocadero, those shows are sold out. Uh, all the shows after that, I'm at Gilda's Laugh Fest on the 16th, um, Sacramento Punchline, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, uh, Comedy Off Broadway, Laugh Out Loud San Antonio, Wise Guys, Zanies in Nashville, two inches of snow in Nashville, and then Cinco de Mayo's on a Sunday this year. That sucks. Anyway. Well, uh, can I say something really quick? Yes. I, I get the emails from your website, and a lot of people ask, like, when ticket sales will be released at each club. We don't know that. We don't control that, just so everybody knows. I'm happy to take your inquiry, but you should inquire with the individual clubs themselves, please. Today's podcast is brought to you by one of my favorite sponsors. We have a bunch of favorite sponsors. I sleep on one I love. Um, yeah. And I, and, but this is, you know, this is brought our family to 10 times closer together. It's Blue Apron. Blue Apron is obviously the largest leading meal delivery kit service in the U.S. Uh, it It is the number one fresh ingredient recipe delivery service. It is mission is to bring families together and make home cooking accessible for all the families. So they send you all the ingredients. They're all healthy ingredients. They're not, I mean, not healthy, but like they'd send butter, but butter's not bad for you if you use it in moderation. No. But they send you the recipe. They send you all the ingredients and you cook it at home. Their whole thing is get your family close and then you can, you can start cooking together. And that's what we do. I'm not going to go through their bullet points. I'm going to tell you what meals they have coming up. But quite honestly, from the heart, I love this. I, I love that our kids go, what's, what, what Blue Apron are we having tonight? What's Blue Apron got? They're great meals. I have a comment too. Sure. Uh, they are really pretty portion appropriate. Most meals, uh, you know, if they if they send you a big pasta dish, obviously you have to control yourself with that. But for the most part, like when when you have a steak and a vegetable and a rice, it's all very portion appropriate. So it helps you stay fit. Yeah, the, they've got two meal person plans, meals that serve two people. You can choose from eight new recipes per week with the choice to either receive two or three recipes any week. They've got the family meal plan, which is what we do. Actually, we do the wine meal plan also. But the family meal plan, meals that serve four people, choosing from four new recipes per week with a choice to receive either two, three, or four recipes any week. And the wine plan, six bottles of wine from renowned winemakers delivered monthly. Um, Yum. They're affordable. Every meal is under. I'm being serious when I say like I went to Costco, which is like the most affordable place you can get. And it cost me a, a lot of money to feed two families last night. Right. And as opposed to, and we should have just done this, cook two blue aprons. I don't think we have two blue aprons. We do. But cook two blue aprons and just everyone doesn't get the same meal. Totally. Yeah. It, it, it really is affordable. The variety is is fantastic. They've got um, 
literally 12 new recipes each week and you can pick two three four recipes based on whatever fits you best the food is non-gmo ingredients meat with no added hormones it's relatable it's real it's delicious it's lighthearted, and it brings our family closer together here are the meals i got coming up they've got whole 30 approved steak seared steak with warm lemon salsa verde and roasted broccoli with sweet potatoes that's what i love about them is like i would never think about putting a warm leather lemon salsa verde on a steak oh that's good but now because of them i do whole 30 approved chicken kale orange salad with spicy tannini dressing that looks fucking awesome i love they started sending us the pictures i know can't wait to eat that one vegetable fried rice with tagahashi peanuts the girls are gonna love that i don't want the peanuts though can you not put the peanuts they on eat them anyway if it's from blue apron spicy pork and korean rice cakes with baby bok choy here's what you do my listeners right now can get thirty dollars off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash burtcast that's right burtcast listeners you can check out this week's menu and get thirty dollars off your free shipping off with free shipping at blueapron.com slash burtcast blue apron a better way to cook and a better way to raise wholesome girls who will love their father and have money in their emotional banks because they eat dinner together that's my favorite part of blue apron is we eat dinner together yep we eat dinner together that's so freaking cool not in front of the television not in front of the television we eat dinner together and we talk right and it's so awesome and it's cool that they love when that's the meal is a blue apron meal they get so excited um this podcast is also brought to you by zip recruiter ZipRecruiter, a new year has begun and you're setting new goals for your business and it's extremely difficult to reach them without the right people on your team. And ZipRecruiter has transformed how you can go about finding them. Are you you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? That's why we are talking about ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter posts your job to over 100 of the over a hundred of the web's leading job boards with just one click. Then ZipRecruiter actively looks for the most qualified candidates and invites them to imply, apply, not imply. They were like, imply that you like this job. (laughs) They even review every application to identify the top candidates. So you never miss a great match. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other hiring sites, ZipRecruiter does not depend on the right candidates finding you. It finds them. No wonder 80% of the employees who post on ZipRecruiter get a qualified candidate through the site in just one day. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Find out today why ZipRecruiter has been used by all businesses of all sizes and industries to find the most qualified job candidate with immediate results. I've said this and I'll say this a million times over. Last night, I was not stressed about not having a guest for the podcast. And I thought, you know what? I'll just have Halston and Leanne come over. But I was if it was me running it by myself, I'd start panicking. Yeah. Having Halston be a part of this uh, Burtcast team has literally lightened my load. How, Halston, how bad was that drunken call from New York the other night? You told me that you love me for the first time. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was That's I was stressed. Funny. I did a podcast with Tom and Ari. <laughs> I went. I flew to New York with Ari on Tuesday. I had to post it Tuesday night. I did the read with Leanne on the phone, and it was I was all over the fucking map. And I called Halsey and I go, "Can you take care of this?" That's why. Listen, right now my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, for free. Go to ZipRecruiter. 
ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. One more time, try it for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash BurtCast. Here, you, you got to think of it this way, people. You want a job? Don't you want to work with people that have similar interests? Well, there are people looking for candidates that listen to my podcast and like, fuck, I might as well try ZipRecruiter. They talk, he, he talks about it. Rogan talks about it. Tommy talks about it. Ari talks about it. I'll go to ZipRecruiter. And then you post your job there. All of a sudden, this guy's like, fuck, that guy's qualified. Next thing you know, you're at work. The guy's playing BurtCast in the background. And you can go over and like, hey, man, you really think Tom could beat Bert on roller skates? No, fuck him. Fat, fat fuck. All right. Check out Tom's special on uh, Netflix, Disgraceful. He was going to call it Distasteful, but I was like, oh, you nothing's been distasteful for you, you fucking pig. <laughs> All right. <laughs> our last read, our podcast is also brought to you by, and I'm going to let Leanne take this one over, huh. uh, Squarespace. By Squarespace. Leanne decided that she was unhappy with our website. Yes. And so she said, I'm going to go on Squarespace and do a website. Yep. And she made our website through Squarespace. All by myself. It is phenomenal. I made one phone call to customer service to help me with some commerce pieces I didn't understand for our store. Other than that, I did every single thing to build that website totally by myself. And my it was wife so is, easy. My wife just spent 30 minutes trying to get the, pr- the printer to work. And so I, d- I don't not, even have a Twitter account. Like, I'm not, not savvy. You have a Twitter. It's Leanne's pussy. No, but I don't have a Twitter account. I post for you. I don't have a Twitter account. My point is I'm not savvy at this kind of tech stuff. And it really, it really was, they have templates so you can build your own website based on their templates, which makes it kind of brain free. I don't know what the copy says. I haven't even read the copy. Turn your cool ideas into a new website. You got an idea? Put it on a website. Get it out there. Let people find it. Showcase your work. Blogs, content, vlogs. You can put all your stuff on your website. Well, I can say this about the website. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Uh, that our revenue increased? Yep. We, we When I rebuilt the website, our revenue almost tripled from merchandise. Yes. And I think it's because it's more user-friendly than the one we had before. Yeah. It's really easy to, to check out at a cart. Super easy. I would, I would argue that my tour dates selling out are, are easier now because people Probably. can just go to burrburrburr.com and find my tour dates and buy tickets directly from there. Yeah, you just Which click, was kind of a pain in the ass on the old website. It was. You just click tickets and it sends you straight to the box office for the whatever venue you're performing in. By the way, the guy that did my old website's probably listening to this like, whoa, Bird, come on, we were friends. He, <laughs> it was a great website, but it, it, it wasn't, a ve- he did it when we there weren't places like Squarespace where you could make what you wanted and right. do it your way. And right. increase your revenue, promote your your business, sell your products, your services, sell tour dates. It really is. It's it's a. Well, it I can tell you one more thing. Giving, go, one more thing about being a business owner: if you sell something online through your website, it sends you amazing analytics so that you can project for future sales and keep your inventory in check. It's really helpful as a business owner. So an amazing tool that Squarespace has been it's been really great I don't think we really need to do much more of a read although I'll I'll run through some things that they'd like said Um, free and secure hosting nothing to patch or upgrade ever 24-7 award-winning customer service analytics to help you grow in real time Uh, built-in search engine optimization look it's look you got a business are you a furniture maker 
Do you, are you an artist? Are you a writer? Do you have a blog? Are you a photographer? Do you make food? Do you, are you a chef? Do you, are you a blogger about food? Are you a makeup artist, a designer, a wellness coach? A, 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 these are all people that will need this. So go to Squarespace. Here's the call to action. Go to Squarespace, go to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code BERTCAST to save 10% on your first purchase. Nice. Of a website or domain. Nice. That's squarespace.com. Enter the code BERTCAST. We we did it legit and pay, like we went to Squarespace as people wanting to upgrade our business no joke no they Did weren't not have, a sponsor we, they weren't no. a sponsor i'd paid for it yeah we I paid mean, for we it paid for their service and then leanne said leanne came out and said this was so easy she was so proud every time she showed me new parts of the website she goes this is so easy i want them as a sponsor i want to tell people about them yeah and so we reached out to squarespace and said hey we had a great time using your uh, using your your website to make our website and we want to share it with people well i think people should understand maybe i am like two out of ten in proficiency with computers and if i can build a website with squarespace anybody can it really that was is, you that have no simple. idea how leanne is the someone why is every time the computer i get behind the computer it starts breaking yes i am that person i don't know how to fix it but that was not my experience with squarespace it was very very easy to follow so having said that go to our website and check out the merchandise sweatshirts are selling out first show thursday every show i know everyone's that we were in jersey last week sold out first show that's crazy isn't it yeah it it is really kind of awesome sweatshirts yeah um all right that's the reads. That's the sponsors. Today's podcast. I hope you enjoy it. Me <laughs> and my wife, Leanne. This is Hey, so uh, how you doing, Leanne Kreischer? I'm good, Bert Kreischer. How you doing, Bert Kreischer? Good, good. I'm obsessed with this Aziz Ansari stuff. Yeah, I know. You just don't stop talking about well, it. Well, I did not. I, I think, I, I think, here's what I'm, because um, uh, it's public shame mm-hmm. that, I, that I think I'm obsessed with. Whenever this happens to one of these celebrities, I always, I get, like the James Franco one. I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, do you know what happened with him? He had like an orgy in an acting class or something. Someone said. And removed uh, some kind of like cod piece. No? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But he he had, he did, uh, I I don't even really know what he did. I don't, you know, the spectrum is swinging. And, and this is why I wanted to talk to you today. And I was excited last night. I was, I was getting in bed and I was like, I'm excited I'm talking to Leanne because... The biggest thing that I've been advocating about this whole Me Too campaign, and I think this is why Matt Damon got in trouble, mm-hmm. is that all any woman is asking is for us to listen. Yeah. And I think men by nature want to explain. They want to fix, fix solve, yeah. and explain. Totally. And I think it's really against the grain for most men, who especially privileged white men, to not tell you their opinion. Right. And, and I think that's what is going on here. Like, Cotty, my sister, Cotty, came over today, and she said, oh, Aziz just didn't apologize. Like, he just was like, it was cool. It was consensual. She's like, he should have just said, hey, I'm sorry. Right. I fucked up. And I didn't even know I fucked up. Yeah, and he's one of the good ones. Right. I mean, all he talks about is how he's a feminist, and he's like, uh, and how men are creeps. And then it comes out, oh, yeah, I'm a creep, too. You didn't read the articles I asked you to read, did you? You didn't send them to me. I said, send me the articles so I can read them. I asked you to twice. So, so do you, what, what do you know about the Aziz thing? 
I know that he had a date with a young lady. They went back to their house and they fooled around and they both fooled around and then they got dressed and then they fooled around again. And got undressed again. Uh, yeah, and got undressed again, fooled around again. Did you read the article, Halston? I did, yeah. So you'll correct us anytime we start to veer off? Yeah. Okay. So they fooled around again and then she left. So as far as... She left, she called herself an Uber and she cried in the car. Why? Uh, I think, well, I, I, I think you, I, just to be fair to Grace is her name or uh-huh. it's her uh, stage name. Um, sh- he did this thing that was like really like. What was it? I guess he calls it the claw or they call it the claw. What is that? Where he puts his fingers in a V and then puts them in her mouth like he's an orthodontist feeling for molars. Why does he do that? Uh I'm going to say this is going to see, sound horrifically uh, unfair, but I think because he's a five foot three Indian kid who never no, no, got no, but pussy. What's the purpose, <laughs> but what's the purpose of that? I mean. I what, but what is that for? Does that turn him on to like check for molars? <laughs> That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Are you serious? I swear to God. What's the point of that? Is it sexual? Yeah. Here, let me do it to you real quick. That's a no. Let, That's me, do, let me show you what it feels thing. like. Let me show you, come here, let me show you what it feels like. I don't like. want to see what it feels like. No, it maybe, it maybe it turns you on. It won't. Do you want to hear the quote? Yeah, 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 yeah. I want to hear the quote. The move that he kept doing was taking his two fingers in a V shape and putting them in my mouth, in my throat to wet his fingers. Because the moment he'd stick his fingers in my throat, he'd go straight for my vagina and try to finger me. Grace called the move the claw. Okay, hold on. So he's <laughs> taking his fingers and putting them in her mouth and then sticking his fingers in her vagina? Yeah. Well, that's stupid. Why doesn't he stick his fingers in his own mi- mouth? Did, wouldn't that shortcut the whole thing a little bit if you're trying to get stuff going on down there? Yeah, yeah. I think we're, I think, you know, we're probably asking, uh, hey, why didn't you burn the steak a different way? He burnt the steak. Yeah. Like he didn't, he oh, didn't the, okay. meal's, the meal's ruined. I'm really confused by the whole thing. She felt violated in some way. She felt because violated. Because she got in the Uber and started crying and felt violated. You know, as mm, I feel like I'm going to get in a lot of trouble on this podcast. So I don't know if I should be honest about my thoughts and feelings entirely. How can you, how, how are you going to get fired? I'm not going to get fired, but I mean, like, I don't know. Um, oh, look, here, just do this. Just take back a little bit of the, uh, a little bit of the, rage that you might feel mm-hmm. and just share um from personal experience or from or just share like like try to be I, here's what i do on these things mm-hmm. i'm most of all i'm i start with that empathy for the woman because i'm immediately prone to defend our uzzies mm-hmm. i'm immediately go there where i go he's not it, he didn't do. He didn't sexually assault her by her own terms. He didn't sexually assault her, nor did he rape her. Right. He just. They, it was just a very, very awkward, really uncomfortable, kind of creepy, kind of slimy, kind of uh, bad interaction. Right. Which, which, I think everyone can say, "Oh, you should have stood up and walked out," but none of us were there, so none of us know. Right. Like none. And and also, like you got you forget that he's that. I don't know if he's doing it willfully, but he's leveraging celebrity mm-hmm. and fame and money to a girl who's probably a, a young photographer in Brooklyn. She's 22. He's 35. Mm-hmm. He's got all this fuck. I mean, her life could change if this date goes great and, and, and somehow she can write the boat. She, 
literally turns into a millionaire's wife if mm-hmm. he loves her. Mm-hmm. But he does not. He is going in to just finger her mouth and fi- and get laid. Like that's his. He just wants to get laid. He. I mean, I think she says in it. He rushed her through dinner. She didn't get to order the right wine. She wanted white wine, and he ordered her red. I guess. And like, and and it was just a really, really, really bad date. And I think what is happening now is the the Me Too movement is being split mm-hmm. because there are older women. I, I think that's the consensus. Mm-hmm. A lot of the older women who put up with um, some real atrocities in this business mm-hmm. in the yeah. workplace. And, and, and in life. And in life. And you're, I think you're in that group. Yes. Um, are saying that is not, if that's the worst night of your life, sister, you haven't had it bad. Right. And she said it was the worst night of her life. Right. That was her worst night of her life. Right. Quote unquote. Right. There are Asian people in shipping containers coming over to this country right now. Right. Uh, snakeheads bring them in. And then they'll have to work in a sweat factor, sweat or in, 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 a sex, in the sex trade, in the sex trade. Yeah. But this is the worst night of her life. Now, listen, mm-hmm. once again, I'm not I'm just saying uh, to put perspective on this. It's mm-hmm. still the worst night of her life, though. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like a mile in another man's shoes. You can't like the worst night of my life wasn't may not be that. But if Aziz Ansari was sticking his fingers in my mouth, it might be the worst night of my life. <laughs> If if he was playing with my dick and sticking his fingers in my mouth and I kept trying to leave and I and I thought in my head maybe he can he's like he's like I got a big tour coming up it's, it's three million guaranteed you work two months and he's like come over to my house we'll talk about it. pours me a glass of white wine and then starts clawing my mouth and I'm like okay well I, I definitely want three million and then I'm like ah, ah. like uh, uh, uh. I'm just saying I'm just I'm trying to defend Grace because my instinct is to def- defend Aziz uh huh. So that's the way I say when you go, I'm afraid I'm going to get in trouble. Just play both sides of the thing and say, okay, for every, for for every push, there's a pull. Mm -hmm. Um, now I, I think, I I think what is making most men uncomfortable about this. And by the way, I said, I was going to listen and now all I'm doing is talking and I apologize. But, um, I think it, it hits very close to home for a lot of men. And I think a lot of men are forced to look at their past behaviors mm-hmm. and go fuck I Aziz the shit out of that girl mm-hmm. like I definitely uh I definitely have two instances in my life where I was like I remember I remember one I was so oblivious to it I went to kiss a girl and she didn't kiss me back mm-hmm. and I couldn't understand why right she just sat there like this and I was like okay right and I tried kissing her again and she's like Right. And then I tried again. I was like, what the fuck is wrong with her? Right. I just didn't know she didn't want to kiss me. I didn't, right. I didn't read the nonverbal cues. Right. I must have kissed her fucking 10 times. Right. And we were laying in a bed together. It was a long time ago, by the way. And then, um, and then I look back and I go, whoa, hold on. Like, I'm, I'm, when I was 16, I wonder how many girls tried to give me nonverbal cues and I never had sex with any of them. I only, you know, I'm, by the way, I recounted how many people I had sex with yeah. and I'm off by two. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's eight. I always said it was six. It's eight. Oh, um, good. Okay. Good. Yeah. Thank I've God. never also had a, never had a one night stand. Right. Like I'm, if I had sex with someone, I had to know them. Right. And I think Aziz probably was like, I have a lot of one night stands. I'm famous. This is what I do. I go on the road. I meet a girl. I fuck her. Well, that's pure speculation on your part. It's pure you, you speculation. You don't know who he is or what do, he does. I don't, but I think we have an insight of who he is. And I think that's what has turned everybody is like, they were like, I thought you were one thing. Now you're the other. And I think that's the biggest thing I have an obsession with mm-hmm. that I'm obsessed with is I go, I got hoodwinked, mm-hmm. you know, 
you by know, by him you got hoodwinked. A little, I mean, I never, I was never a, like a fan. I never like went to his shows and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I always looked at his comedy. And I was like, I was like, what a fucking, like, what a cool representation of like he's he's Indian or he's Muslim. He likes Kanye. Like he's super liberal. He's friends with all like the really liberal artsy people. And I was like, I was like, how cool, you know, mm-hmm. like what a cool fucking, how cool is it that we live in a time when one of the biggest comics is a fucking Muslim who's like just an American guy. I never looked at Aziz as an Indian Muslim. I looked at him as just an American kid. He likes the same music I like, but I think that's where people, the obsession gets in and they, is they go, oh, I thought you were one thing, then you were the other. So you were going to say, now that I've said that, I would like to hear your opinion. I have a lot of opinions, actually. I think that there is... <clears throat> and we're not going to talk about Aziz the whole time. No. But but I I have been... This Me Too thing has been very interesting. For, since it started, it's been really interesting for you. And, I, you know, for everybody, I guess. But I, I think that there's a lot at play here, right? The social media has made everybody's private lives public by their own volunteering. Yes. And so then... Somebody like Aziz, who has a funky sex drive, doesn't have any privacy, right? There's nothing wrong with a funky sex drive. Yeah, by the way, if there's nothing have, wrong with what he did sexually to that person. If that turns him on, then that's that what turns I mean. him on. If there's two people who are like, hey, I like it when you V finger fuck my mouth, then bring it on. <laughs> yes. If, I mean, if this woman likes that, then, and how does he know that? I guess maybe the point was he should have maybe not tried to do that on a first date. If the first date really was to fuck a girl, then maybe his priorities were not exactly in the right place. But we don't know his priorities. No. Maybe he was not picking up on social cues. He definitely Like was you not. were talking about. And maybe... Maybe she wasn't giving them like she thought she was. I think she was saying stuff like, I think we should just chill. We should slow down. Oh, okay. Yeah. She was given, I think she was probably given off, but, but yeah, yeah. That, I mean, I, okay. What's the quote? She goes, sorry. (laughs) She goes, I know I was physically giving off cues that I wasn't interested. I don't think that was noticed at all. Or if it was, it was ignored. Anzari wanted to have sex. She said she remembers him asking again and again, where do you want me to fuck you? While she was still seated on the countertop. Uh, she said she found the question tough to answer because she says she didn't want to fuck him at all. <laughs> yeah, that is that is, that is like... Uh, God, yeah. not, to, not to joke about this girl's worst night of her life, but that is a very weird... Like, that is like a... So do you still beat your child kind of quiz? Yeah, question? it's a manipulative way of where asking the fuck that question. Uh, where, not do you, but where do you? In the future? Because it's going to happen, right. She goes, in a black hole? I wasn't even really thinking of that. I didn't want to be engaged in that with him. But he kept asking, so I said, next time. And he goes, oh, you mean a second date? And I go, oh, yeah, sure. And he goes, well, if I poured you another glass of wine now, would it count as a second date? He then poured her a glass of wine and handed it to her. She excused herself to the bathroom soon after. Okay, so he's aggressive. Yeah. He's an aggressive guy. Yeah, right. I was never, I could never be aggressive sexually. No. Like, even with you, I, like, I, I had a hard time. 
what nothing what say it. <laughs> depends on what you term aggressive what? since forever i've been calling uh, our our relationship the bear and the bunny oh oh yeah no <laughs> uh, you know what's so funny so, so you you can make well, no, whatever no, no. inference you'd like from the bear and the bunny <laughs> no i what i'm saying like when we first started dating oh yeah no like i'm i'm not aggressive no. with strangers no like i, I i'm de- i definitely have realized that there has been plenty of times where we have had sex and you have not given me enthusiastic consent. That's now. Well, that's always consent. But always consent. Yeah, but sometimes I'm like, oh, okay, consent. okay. Yeah, I had a joke about it that I think I'm going to take out of the special. Really? Yeah. I said, you ever, I tried to have sex. I'm going to fuck this joke up. And everyone's going to be like, well, I'm glad you took it out of the special. Um, you ever had sex with, I wanted to, I wanted to have sex with my wife. Wait, what was it? How come I can't remember my act when I'm not on stage? But on stage, it just comes right out. I think because it's in a rhythm. You ever had sex with someone that, uh, you ever had sex with someone who didn't want to have sex with you? Not rape, but like, (laughs) you know, say that. And then I go, that's me and my wife. And then I say, I tried to get a, and you're like, take one for the team. Uh huh. But then I start going like, like how often are we together where I'm like, where I force you into doing something that you don't want to do. Meaning like where I go, let's have sex. And you're like, fuck. And then the joke I say is, is. Um, cause a lot, I think a lot of women, a lot of women, it's interesting the way sexual dynamics are formed mm-hmm. because I think a lot of women have had sex with their husband when they don't want to have sex with their husband. Well, I think perspective plays a big part in sexuality. I think that our perspectives nowadays or the kids these days have a very narrow perspective perspective of a lot of things it has to fit in the box that makes them happy and that's really not the way life works entirely Uh, not just about sex but about you know I need to have this car or whatever it has to fit in this specific box when actually really in reality you need a car that gets you from A to B that's what you need okay so in, okay okay I fall into that bad category in, I was talking to Tom Tom Hayslip yesterday I shouldn't say Tom's last name oh who gives a fuck I was talking to Tom Hayslip yesterday not Tom Segura and he was like how long have you had this truck and I was like a long time and then I was like oh you know what I'm gonna do I'm gonna pimp it out I'm going to get new fucking, I'm going to put a lift kit on it. I'm going to do what Cowhead did. Cowhead got a fucking iPad in his dashboard. Oh, I'm Jesus. obsessed with that. Do you know, but I, that would probably be really unhealthy because I would be checking Instagram nonstop. Yeah, we're not doing well, that. One other thing I want to talk to you, I want to finish, I want to wrap this up because I don't want to harp on it because I, I do think that, I do feel guilty by talking about it. I know that it's stuff that everyone wants to, to listen about or talk about is what's going on in this movement, but I feel very bad for Aziz. Well, I have a point to make okay. about women who have been sexually assaulted as you know i was sexually assaulted in college i was date raped by an old boyfriend and for a while had you dated him yeah he was a boyfriend we'd been broken up for a while long time yeah he was a boyfriend of mine and then we broke up for a long time and then i got too drunk at a party and I was not consenting, and it happened anyway. Do you mind if I ask you about it? He's six foot. Yeah, you can ask me. He was played on the football team. He was six four. He was, a, and I was. I'm five four. There was no way I could fucking do anything about it. So, but my point before you ask me about it 
is about your perspective. You know, that is something that was violent and aggressive. That was a no was said and not listened to. And a it, no was said. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was no, 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 no. I woke up the next day, blamed myself. I was too drunk. It was my fault. I should have left. I could have gotten away. I could have done more. Why didn't I do this? And the truth of the matter is the guy was a 240-pound football player. There's absolutely nothing I could have done. But my perspective when I woke up was one thing. And then later my perspective was something different, which is this was one night of my life. This was one moment of my life. This does not define who I am. This does not change who I am on the inside. It is one night. And yes, it was terrible. It was. And yes, that guy was bad. And no, I didn't go to the authorities because this was like 19... 89. It's almost before people believed in date rape. Exactly. And I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell a soul about it at all for years. And I just thought to myself, I have a choice. I can, you know, I can't prosecute this guy now. I can't do anything about him now. I don't even know where he is. Clearly, I didn't see him after, you know, I, I, I just didn't have anything to do with the guy. But you know, your perspective controls so much of how you feel about yourself when you've suffered a real assault or a trauma, right? Where you can choose, I am not going to let that define who I am. That's just a moment in my life that was out of my control and happened for whatever reason it was supposed to happen. That doesn't release him of his responsibility. But at the, at the time, I wasn't willing to make him responsible because it was too scary for me. So I chose not to prosecute or pursue that guy because it was too much for me. So, and I was also 19. So, you know, at 19, that's really scary. So, um, but the perspective made all the difference in the world for me. Now, when I hear all the stuff of, you know, the people talking about sexual advances and unwanted advances and, you know, I definitely, um, experienced sexual harassment in jobs where, you know, I told you about that waitressing job where I'd have to hug this one guy to get him to go. You have to push you know, your boobs up on him. I have him. to push my boobs on him to get him to serve my table. He'd serve your table. Awesome. Now your boobs are so much bigger. I know. Right. I should go back to work there. You told me about that one guy that lifted up your skirt at acting class. Yes, a guy lifted my skirt in acting class, just in front of the whole class, and and that's harassment. Um, but again, it's none of that reflects on who I am, right? Yeah. I didn't. Go, I wasn't dressed inappropriately. Not even that that should matter. But I didn't go. Hey, who wants to date rape me? You know yeah. what I mean? I didn't go. Who wants me to push their boobs on them so I can get my table served? Who wants to lift my skirt in the middle of acting class? Those things. That's not. That's not me. That's not. That didn't come from me. Mm-hmm. That came from those people. And in a certain, they should. I don't know. I don't know how you make everybody accountable for that negative behavior other than, I guess, hoping that people somehow find a different ethic or moral system within themselves. Because my ethic and moral system goes, that's that that has nothing to do with who I am. That was one moment of my life. Now, right? do you, but do you feel and I think and I read an article saying that uh, that was written by Caitlin um, in the Atlanta, in the Atlantic. Uh, I can't I forget her name. It was a really interesting article. And by the way, I, I every article, I, I retweet these articles and on my Twitter more for people to read it and figure things out. Cause I think the whole point of this is like, 
is to go I mean I'm not gonna I I'm not gonna have sex with anyone but like but like I don't I don't I and I don't sexually harass people, but mm-hmm. I might have. I don't know. Right. Like I don't know my. Like I remember I was in a I was in a radio station, and I I'm not going to tell you what radio station, but we were sitting in there. I was with um, a, a really good friend of mine, a manager who um I've known for a long time, and I really I enjoy I enjoy. He's no nonsense, and he's just awesome. He's one of the few people that ever saw me turn down pussy. Like she came into my green room and she said, "Let's go back to your room," and I was like, "That's not happening." And he was sitting there and he like, uh, by the way, if I was going to fuck her, he would have, he would have been cool with it. He would have been like, I got, I got your back. I will never tell soul. Right. But I said, I have a wife. I'm married. And she goes, oh, I'm not trying to have sex with you. And she goes, and I said, no, I know, but I wouldn't uh, be happy if my wife brought someone back to her t- hotel room. I think that's where that leads. Right. She goes, oh, we're just going to hang out and get high. And I was like, and I, d- I definitely wanted to get high, but I was like, no, I, I, I have a, I have a wife. I'm going home by myself. She goes, Oh my God, don't make it weird. And he stood in, stepped in and he said, he said, no. And I think it's time you leave. And he walked her out of the club. Wow. Yeah. yeah. He's a great guy. He's a great guy. I want to give him a shout out, but he knows who he is, but I can't give him a shout out because then you'll know the club club and then you'll know the radio station. Totally. Um, but he knows who he is. And, uh, I don't know this issue of the hash. Let me, let me me tell I just want to finish and tell you what we noticed. So, uh, we were in a radio station and there was a guy and we were talking about the Me Too stuff and one of the dish, and one of the sales reps, a beautiful, uh, older, probably like maybe 47, 50, my age, but like not, not, not 22, right. um, comes in and said something about, oh yeah, the guy was like, oh, you could come all in her mouth. And, and I was like, hey, and I was like, uh, and me and the other guy were like, you can't talk like that anymore. And he was like, oh, you can talk like that in front of her. She can, she takes cum in her mouth all the time. Isn't that right, Barbara? And you could see her fuck I, for the first time ever. And this is why I retweet those things is that you're just learning that in those moments, I watched this woman go, this is exactly what this old me too thing is about. <laughs> <laughs> and, and me and this other guy were like, we got in the car and we're like, that is exactly what it's about. That's, That's exactly, exactly about. right. But but me and him didn't stand up for her. Right. We just sat, let it happen and we were like, oh, and she was like, yeah, you can come all inside my mouth. Um, I, By the way, your reads are on your desk. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Walked out. That's but, awful. But that's the point is to learn right. and change your behavior. That's right. The point is to learn. And I guess the point that hashtag me is making is that it's our job to teach all these guys. But here I think is the flip side. Okay. Is that sometimes you hear a story, like you were saying, it's the worst night of her life. And there are people in a container being shipped over here for mm-hmm. sex slaves. One man's trash, another man's treasure. How do you reconcile that? Because I go, you don't fucking know what a bad night is when I hear that girl say that. And you have the right to say that. And I have the right to say that. And I, and I, I don't have the right to say that. My instinct, this is going to sound really bad, but But my, my instinct is to, to go, oh, this is going to sound really bad, but my instinct goes, she's a fucking idiot. I think a lot. How of people, does she have the right to feel that way? Well, hold on. I think I think your instinct is being echoed by a lot of really intelligent, smart women right now. Right. The one we watched on CNN. Right. Uh, what's her name? Barbara. I don't know. Uh, I, f- I forget the girl on CNN. The lady on CNN. That's, right. See, that's me tooing her. Right. The girl on CNN. She's fucking older than I am and smarter than I am. <laughs> she's the very lady smart. On, I think, she's yeah. really smart. 
But she said, you're, you're chiseling away at, at a movement that's helping me. That's exactly right. That's the point. That's what I've been thinking of since this started happening. And does Aziz deserve to have his career ruined like no he doesn't because you know what i think it started in the clinton era where you know what he did with monica Lewinsky clearly was not cool but was it real should it really have been absolute public knowledge i don't know that's a sexual act between two people and sometimes things everything social media has made everything so public and everybody has volunteered to make their life so public yeah. that you can't be you have to be homogenized or or you're completely ostracized. And I think that's the problem. Most artists are not homogenized people. And it doesn't mean that they can be complete sexual deviants. But is sticking your finger in somebody's mouth a complete sexual deviant? I've stuck my finger in your mouth during sex before. Yes, and you're not a <laughs> complete sexual deviant. It was one finger, no, it wasn't. Like I didn't give you, you said, the viper. No, caca, right? Caca. right? Like you said, we weren't there. Uh, we didn't witness what was going on. Yeah. We only have her story. And we only he have didn't her story apologize. And she, and she didn't have to say, put her name out there. That's the thing. And, and now, it's anonymous, now, now right? I'm going I'm to go to the, and I think I've been pretty fair on her side. Uh-huh. Trying to, but I, but the thing that I, that instincts as a guy, I go like you were, she was not by her own account, sexually assaulted. Totally. You were sexually assaulted yes by your own account yes i guess this guy i'm sure has a different side of the story probably but but would you feel comfortable mm. ruining his life right now no i wouldn't and that's probably bad in the hashtag me too movement it was freaking almost it was i mean i was i was 19 i'm 37 now yeah and you know don't ever say your age again what? Don't I'm ever joking. say my I'm age. Joking. I'm joking. Keep I'm going. 47. Did I say 37? Yeah, yeah, I'm 47. Yeah, yeah. No, say 37. <laughs> I like 37. I'm 47. But you know, I don't. I don't know. It's a really complicated issue because oh, you've never looked him up. No, I don't want to see that guy ever. Oh yeah, I guess you wouldn't. Uh, why, yeah, why would, would I want to see that guy ever? I don't. I don't think about that guy ever because you know what? He does not own one ounce of me. Not one ounce. Fuck that guy. Yeah. Because that was not okay. Absolutely not okay. Full rejection of him for me. I don't know, you know, I guess you could say then it's my responsibility if he's done that to someone else that goes on me. Okay. I, I guess, but I was 19 and you it's know, it's not your responsibility to do anything. But I think that's partly what the hashtag Me Too is saying as well. But they, they is that it's all of our responsibility. It's Meryl Streep's responsibility. She knew oh. who Harvey Weinstein was, so she should have said something. That's what. So then how does that not apply to me as well? If I knew who this guy was, why wouldn't I say something? Because it's a horrific thing to happen. And it was a different When it time. happens, you're, you're so embarrassed and you feel like it's absolutely your fault. I was too drunk. I wore a skirt, should have worn pants. I, this laundry list of shit that's untrue, but that's what your brain does. It's really hard sometimes to make people as bad as they really are. Do you know what I mean? No. It's hard to, sometimes, or it was for me, to make anybody be that evil. Oh, I know what you mean. Where you so, start going, it's you, my fault. Yeah, I start justifying yeah, because I, that kind of evil do, can't exist in the world. That's just too bad. That's too evil. So there's no way that he really meant to do that. Because then it's 
you don't live in as evil a world. You kind of start equalizing what happened so that the world is a safer place. Because if you make him as evil as he really was, the world is really scary. The world is And now scary. you can't get up and go to school, and now you can't function, and now you can't get out of your dorm room bed because this has happened. You know, and you can't tell anybody because... Did you tell anybody? I didn't tell anybody. I psychologically buried it, and I just drank myself into oblivion. Six days a week, I was completely hammered constantly to the point where my sorority sisters were like, you need to go to rehab. And I was like, you don't know what you're fucking talking about. So Mm -hmm. I transferred schools and got out of the school where he was, continued to drink like a lunatic, and at some point had a realization well i went to the doctor and the doctor told me my liver was enlarged so i and and my hair was falling out so i might have had a bit of a breakdown (laughs) maybe the processing of it was was enlarged and my hair was maybe that's what's going on with me yeah there you go no my lip my hair like half of my like half of my head underneath my long hair was bald so um i thought it was alopecia but apparently it was um side effects of drinking too much so at that point i decided to just go stone sober sober I didn't drink for seven years and I didn't get into a relationship with anybody for seven years and sometime in that seven year period I remembered the incident I had totally blocked it out really I was in a movie theater with a friend in New York and of some random movie had nothing to do with rape or anything it was just a random movie and it flooded me and I turned to her and I said, we have to leave the movie. We have to go outside. I need to tell you this because if I don't tell you this, I'll bury it again. So come out and t- let me tell you what happened to me. So we sat at a, like a coffee shop or somewhere in New York. I don't even remember. No, actually, I think we went back to my apartment and I told her everything that I remembered. And uh, that's when I started gaining a better perspective and saying you know what in the i look at what i did to myself look at how i tried to destroy myself for all those years i drank to the point of being in serious health risk and then burying it so deeply in my psyche that to protect myself really and then uh, i was like for what for this one freaking loser guy that was he's a jerk and an asshole and a terrible human being and i destroy myself because he was a bad person that's not right mm-hmm. that's the wrong way to take that <laughs> well i think i think there is a there is this like and i i know this is not i know this is really apples and oranges but like i always felt whenever i had a joke stolen from me uh-huh i felt that that i felt that was a i understood mm-hmm. why a woman wouldn't speak up because dealing with it, when you speak up, the the blaming that goes to you. Right. And the is... suspicion and the questioning. And that because I had a friend in college who was date raped, not by this guy, by a different guy at a fraternity party. And she did report it. This was happening around the same time that it was happening to me. And it was fucking hell. It was yeah. awful. She was a complete emotional basket case and the the campus police were at in and out of her dorm room all the time and there was this big investigation it was so stressful i was like there's no way she's making it through college there's no way she how she even functioning Mm -hmm. denying that it had happened to me myself i'm not doing that i'm not going through what she's going through there's no fucking way i'm doing that yeah oh i I, like i i've uh, you know obviously anyone that knows me, I'm not going to rehash this, but when the first time I had uh, a, 
a problem with plagiarism in my life and I reported it and I talked about it. Mm -hmm. It was such a fucking nightmare. Yeah. And so many people, uh, and obviously I don't want them as fans, but so many people that were my fans disowned me. Mm -hmm. And I remember watching my, literally my Twitter, just people go, you're such a traitor. Right. And I was like, I, I was just speaking up for what I felt was an injustice to myself. Right. I was standing up for myself. Right. I never stood up for myself. And I was like, I'm standing up. And then the next time it happened, and you remember that, we were at the lake house when it happened, mm-hmm. and it was public, but it was private in that uh, that it, the person, it was, it was, but it was a, it was another close friend, mm-hmm. and I was heartbroken. Yeah. I was heartbroken. I still am heartbroken to this day. Yeah. Because I'm like, you, it was like, and then I think, I don't know, I mean, I guess this is what they were saying about Aziz, but I don't see this personally. Right. I just see that you're, you showed a light on a guy's part of a guy's life that you, that no one really wanted to see and he didn't want to show you. Yeah. It's, it's unsavory. It's, 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 yeah. It's unsavory. It, like, like, but I, does it make him a criminal? It does, does not it make, make him a criminal, him... but it, it really fucking like, and that's the other thing is if I went out public about this one person, right. It would, it would prove that right. they were a criminal and right. it might fuck with their career. Right. And I've had people that work with that person mm-hmm. reach out to me and say, please don't do that. Right. I have a mortgage. Right. And you go, okay. And so you just sit on it. Right. And you, and you, and you, 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 you see them like, I'm sure you probably saw that guy at parties and you were like, ugh, fuck that yeah, guy. Yeah, totally. But you know, the, that's the other difficult part of this movement is that you say part of the people say this is everyone's responsibility to report everything that happens and then but there's part of me that goes but there's part of you that also that just needs to place it in yourself and manage it in yourself as well you know what I mean like when we were talking about having sex when you don't really want to have sex mm-hmm. in a marriage you um not everybody's happy all the time. We can't make a meal that both of us are like, this is my most favorite meal every time we cook. Blue apron we do it. Well, blue apron we do. Totally, totally. But you know what I mean. Yeah. There's a give and a take. And it's not that you, that we are experiencing rape when I want to have sex and you don't. That's never happened that <laughs> you want to have sex and I <laughs> I was just not making you the bad guy. Well, no, I, but, no, you know, I, it is you know always I mean? me. Yeah. No, but it's not... It's not that now I am compromising who I am and this is the worst marriage and because I don't want to have sex today because I'm tired. I'm, I'm whatever I'm feeling. Going through menopause. I'm just not in it as much as you are. Doesn't mean Older that I'm me. violated because you want to have sex and I, and I don't and I do it anyway. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's a choice that you make and you go, it's totally fine. This is part of being married is that we're not always on the same page every minute of every day. And I think that people have a, a lower threshold of tolerance for that, for being like, you know what? It's something that I, I've been, I was talking about in another intro or something with you where, where the lack of tolerance for an opinion other than your own has become, you are not a human anymore. So if you don't agree with what I say, then you're the enemy. 
Yeah. When, but when really there has to be more of a, like a, like a rainbow of agreements, you know what I mean? Where we can agree on the purple and the green, but I don't agree on the yellow and the orange and we still love each other. It's the thing about that. I said, uh, the, the mantra for 2018, stay in your lane where I go, that's not healthy. It's actually not healthy. Like, like I, you know, I wanted to get, uh, there was a guy, um, Jesse Thorne is his name. Uh, he got into a he got into a fight with Owen Benjamin, very vocally. Um, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I sh- probably shouldn't have said his name because now it's gonna look like I. But anyway, I liked the guy because mm-hmm. I, I I heard about him through a podcast. Someone's like, dude, you don't know who Jesse Thorne is? Check him out. And I was like, the guy has, and then I know a lot of people don't like him because of his fight with Owen. And I'm really good friends with Owen. Mm-hmm. I love Owen. Mm-hmm. But um, but I thought he was interesting. He's really into hip hop. He's a little bit of a hipster, a little much very liberal, but I like having eclectic people that I know. I like that I'm friends with Jen Kirkman and I can run an idea by her or and right. be like or or Nikki Glazer and I don't agree politically on things, I'm sure, but right. I see her and I love seeing her. Right. And and I learn from her. I did a shitty thing to Nikki one time. Uh br- I brought her up on stage and told a story about a sex story about not any of a sex story but it's this but and then i went ah it was kind of fucked up and i could text her and apologize and go right. i didn't mean to do that i right i should have thought right and she was like hey thank you bert like that means a lot right and it's, so it's good to have people that aren't identical to you absolutely and, and you know even the woman the aziz grace the yeah. woman what i was thinking of from my perspective having been gone through through something really aggressive and really out of my control entirely that you know, after I got to feeling better, and I obviously hooked up with guys before I met you. It was a long time yeah, before I met you. No, but I, you know, when stuff like that happens where you're like, oh, that creeps me out, you learn. Ooh, that creeped me out. Next time, I'll get my ass up and take it out the door. Yeah. I don't need to sit here and listen to this guy and have him stick his fingers in my mouth. I don't fucking like that. But the first time it happens, if something funky or offbeat or off-color happens, you kind of don't know what to do with it. So part of it is learning yourself mm-hmm. and saying, yeah, I don't like that funky shit. So I was with this guy who tried a bunch of funky shit. Nothing really bad happened. I'm okay. But now I know more about myself. Yeah. So why couldn't that have been her takeaway instead of this was the worst night of my life? Yeah. Instead of that, I feel violated. I feel horrified. Again, we weren't in the room. It sounds like he was might have been a little bit of a, pers- a highly persuasive person with the where would you like me to fuck you comment. But... Still, as a woman who's been in positions where you're like, yeah, this is not working for me. Where would you like me to fuck you? In front of NAACP headquarters. What? <laughs> no, no, that's my thing. Can we do it like next week? We'll get it. Uh, Maryland. Um, <laughs> what I was going to say about this guy, Jesse Thorne, and, and I, don't, I don't mean to talk shit. And I know that I'm stirring up stuff that is well past, and I'm not going to go into what him and Owen's beef was. But... um. I had asked him to be on my podcast, but I guess I didn't word it right. I said, let's podcast or something, or I want to, I want to podcast with you. Cause I, I, he's like a clothing guy. Like he makes clothing. he started a cruise, you know, it's like all kind of stuff that it's, he's into hip hop, but he is very liberal. Right. But I was like, those were all my interests too. Like I want to, I want to, I've always wanted to do a cruise. Sure. I've, I, 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 I love that he's making, like, he's got, like, a clothing line. I think that's interesting. He's got cool facial hair. And we're so different. I would love to talk to him. Sure. It's like my friendship with, uh, with um, 
with, with, I'll name two people that are um, totally different than, but I really, really love is, uh, is, um, I think I'm, I think I might have CTE from running roller coasters. Uh, all I can think is Aziz's name, but it's, uh, Kumail Nanjiani uh-huh. and, uh, and Shades Across America, uh, W. Kamal Bell. Uh-huh. We're so different. But I love hearing their perspective because it right. opens my eyes. Right. And I think so many people. And so anyway, the reason is the re- thing I was going to say about Jesse Thorne is that I, I said this podcast and then he, I think he was confused by the question. And he, I think he thought I was asking to be on his podcast. He was like, are you asking to be on my podcast? And it came aggressive. And I went, you know what? Stay in your lane. Like, right. Let, you're right. We should never talk. Right. Maybe we should never talk because I maybe you will not like me. Right. And that was one of the things when I did Jesus and Miro, I did. I said like an off color joke. And I think. You know, the room was predominantly black and I could, I got the feeling mm-hmm. that as a man of white man of privilege, stay in your lane, mm-hmm. like stay in your lane, bro. You're not right. one of us. Right. Like, and I got that a little bit and I don't think they were doing, they weren't being dicks. We did a 30 minute interview that was fun as fuck. But at the very last thing I did a joke that, uh, that they didn't receive properly. Right. And, uh, and I, I heard in my head stay in your lane right and that's the safe way to go about life right now i've always wanted lindy west on my podcast mm-hmm. lindy west is uh is a, a author she i think she wrote for jezebel mm-hmm. but she's she's just uh she has talked about rape culture ad nauseum but she did this really 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 great podcast about um with i think on, on npr about losing weight Mm-hmm. about or not about losing weight about um being overweight right and it was when i was going through the fat shaming right. stuff and it connected with me right now by the way me and lindy west would have never had a point in our lives where we would ever cross paths and agree on anything probably ever right however at this moment i was like wow what a fucking thoughtful insightful woman oh and, and it was also about it was also about um, online bullying. That's what it was. I wasn't. I'm apologize, Lindy, if you're listening to this. It was about online bullying, and I, I was remember like, that. And I was like, "Whoa!" And by the way, I followed her on Twitter, and then I had to stop following her because I would get into the negativity that was her Twitter. Her Twitter wasn't wasn't her being negative, but it was people, people attacking her, negative. and then her defending herself or attacking them back or whatever. And I was like, "I don't want that in my life." Right. Um, Ari got kicked off Twitter. Yeah. For threatening my family uh, to kill my family. Mm-hmm. And a part of me goes, you're so lucky. I think I would be happier without Twitter. I wouldn't be happier without Instagram. But, but, uh, and I want to talk about that, but I want to talk about my addiction to social media in a second. Mm-hmm. But I think the worst thing to do is stay in your lane. And like, I love Alyssa Milano. Yeah. Oh, she is the smartest fucking person. Why do you say that? She, because she is what she's doing is she's putting out her take on things mm-hmm. about this me too she's become a little bit of a spokesman i don't know if she would accept that but i, I think she has for me i read her take first i go right. i'm gonna agree with whatever she says really because she's smart why like like the when matt damon came out and mansplained quote unquote but that's by the way mansplaining is what men do yeah. that's what we do right especially if you're white oh we love telling you why you're wrong right and, um, did, he, did he say why they were wrong? He said stuff that now everyone is is uh, is pretty much parroting. Uh, <laughs> he was he's just the first to he's say just it. the first to say it, and he's white male, and everyone's like, "No, we don't want to hear it come out of your mouth. Stay in your lane." 
And Matt, Matt Damon literally said today, I will stay in my lane and I'll sit in the back seat. He was like, I think I need to listen more. And that's the whole point right. is just listen more. For everybody, even the hashtag me tours, because as, as we were talking about this, I was thinking to myself, if, if I were a celebrity, which I clearly am not. Not even close. Not even close. And I just said, you know, I never prosecuted the guy that that I I would imagine someone would get a lot of shit for that where you go hasn't that person really been through enough do they really need to get shit from people saying well you should have taken care of that guy and you should have gone after that guy and you should have you should have well, you should have you get to do with you get to do with your baggage what you want to do with it right if you want to put it in the closet and not deal with it then don't deal with it totally if you want to open it up in front of your friends every time you get drunk and go through it in front of them that's your baggage and those are your friends and you get to do with it you want and right. if you want to go to uh, babe.net which really sucks didn't even have babe.com what fucking idiots that website is babe.net <laughs> that's the one who released the uh, the the piece against Aziz Ansari it was babe.com boy babe.net babe.net really yeah it's a feminist website i looked at them today yeah but what is babe like tongue in cheek yeah it's babe it's like uh it's just a powerful empowering like babe she's a babe i don't know i don't know i don't know i didn't name the fucking website okay um clearly i'm not a feminist if you want to if you want to go through and i forget what i was saying now but if you want to release your side anonymously Mm -hmm. to babe.net then that's, I guess that's your prerogative. I just, you know, I, 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 once again, and I try to look at both sides, but I empathize. I can only imagine what Aziz is going through. Now, I think he'll rebound fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Louis is going to rebound fine. Well, I don't know who would ever want to put that shit out in public. What? For, for you know, if I, I just... Oh, there's, there's things that, I, like... I'm sure there's things that every guy, when they heard about this, every single guy was like, I've got a few nights where I, I didn't behave. I behaved gross. Mm-hmm. I did like I did something. Pervy. Or I just got sloppy. Yeah. And like, and every guy, I'm sure there are a lot. I bet, I bet th- there's a lot of guys that are probably, uh, maybe like nerdy sitcom guys that mm-hmm. are fam- got famous mm-hmm. and didn't know how never really learned how to behave with women when they were younger mm-hmm. like I'm, I'm certain Aziz didn't lose his virginity at like 16 right you know he was the fucking guy that helped you with your math homework right and then all of a sudden he got famous and and then he he, he got the cachet of uh, now I can do what I want with women right I know that I had a friend who cheated on his wife his wife came to me and said something about him cheating and I ignored it. I, I knew he was doing it. And she said, listen, I don't care. I know why he does this. He was a nerd. He never got pussy. And now he can get pussy. But I was never a nerd. I've always been beautiful. And But I also have feelings. And it hurts when he does it. So if you can, try to... You're a good guy. You don't cheat on your wife. Try to help instill that into him. And there was no... He was a fucking mess. He was gone way before I could do, I could do anything. But... I don't know who this friend is. You'll have to tell me later. I will. Um, and so, and so that, but I watched him behave and I was like, whoa. And I remember being like, it was like gross. It was gross. And, but then I remember one time him going, 
like cocaine was out and he was like whoa what the fuck and i was like dude the way you fuck you've never <laughs> been around cocaine right like that's that's what people you you fuck like uh like a creepy drug dealer right like you act like a creepy drug dealer but you've never done the drugs right and like just it, it, that guy could not read social cues to fucking save his life well, i'm dying to know who it was mm, well so what's not uh he's not it's not i'll tell you who it's not it's not joe ari tom or joey diaz or red band or any of my friends right now so it was a long long time ago my point is this is that um i don't know what my point is i don't even know if i have a fucking point you don't anymore. have a point there you're pointless totally pointless but like I don't know. I, a lot of guys, I'm sure, are going like a lot of guys that are famous that weren't cool growing up. This is their time to like almost like revenge fuck their nerdiness. Yeah. You know, and I'm sure that's just it's just, you know, I don't know. I feel bad. For, I feel bad for Aziz. And by the way, I, I've never been like a like I would never say this online. That's the other thing is like no one's talking about it. No one's defending him. Right. No one's defending him. Um, I look at all his famous female Me Tooers that are his friends with. They're all his good friends, and they're not saying anything like, like, like you'd imagine, like you know, they might be saying in private. Right. They're not doing it publicly, which is kind of like, like, uh, like on the scene in the. Why? Why would I? Why do I go for uh, uh, illusions or illustrations of things that are so lowbrow, meathead? Broy, like I was like, it's like that scene from the beach with Leonardo DiCaprio when the guy gets attacked by the shark and gangrene sets in, mm -hmm. and they put him off to the side and let him die, but he's still screaming. And then uh, the Leo goes over there with him. You don't remember that scene? Uh, never saw the beach. Yeah, well, sorry. Yeah, yeah, I got to step up your game. I know. Let's talk about let's let's pivot. Are you cool with pivoting? I can pivot. However, hold I on. I have to pick kids up from school today. What time is it? At one thirty. They get at one thirty on How Tuesday. How long have we done a podcast? Leanne, are you fucking kidding me? What? Our kids get out at one thirty every Tuesday of their life. We can just pause and uh, pick it back up. No, wrong? we can't. Why? Alec Baldwin calls disavowing Woody Allen unfair and sad. Mm -hmm. So now everyone that's worked with Woody Allen is donating their money to the um, turn not turned up. What's the times up? <laughs> times up. <laughs> Time's up. Hashtag time's up. <laughs> That's why James Franco got in trouble because he wore a time's up pin. What's time's up? It's uh, time's up for sexual harassment in the workplace. And so he wore a pin and then a bunch of girls that worked with him were like, oh, time's up. Hilarious that you're wearing one. That you're wearing one. So. Um, why does everything have to be a movement? Because. I, I don't know. I don't know. Everything is like your hyperbole. It's <laughs> just like, this is I destroyed. This is the most amazing day of my life. This is the most terrible day of my life. When if our society is talking that way, there's no medium speed. Right? Yeah. And that's not healthy. It's Things have changed. They, they used to sign a non-disclosure. Um, and that meant something. Now all the non-disclosures are out the fucking window. Right. You, like Christy Teigen just offered uh, $100,000, so I think, to the porn star that fucked Donald Trump. Who signed a non-disclosure for like one hundred fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars? Christy Teagan was like, "I'll pay a hundred grand to hear what you have to say." Right. And so now this, like, you're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" I thought he signed a contract. They should punt it. Like, I, I there must be a, a lot of guys who sign non-disclosures with women. Like, I guarantee you, I, mean, I can't say this. That's that's, uh, but 
I'm guarantee you there are probably very famous men who have done fucked up shit. Totally. Who paid women off that are now like, okay, totally. so that money, remember when I wrote you that check, right? Right. That's still, that's still good, right? Like, yeah. we're still cool? <laughs> um, I'm looking in the news to see what else is going on. Uh, well, what were you going to shift to? I wanted to talk about uh, my addiction to social media, which came up on the last podcast I did with Tom and Ari, mm-hmm. and everyone seemed to have been focused on, but I, yeah. Tom and Ari, fucking. I have my opinions about those relationships that I will keep to myself. <laughs> Please do. I will. <laughs> so I think your addiction to social media is probably more than most normal people. Yeah. But it is tied to your work. So it's th- hard to. It's hard know- to separate because it's like, you know, a banker watching the stock market. You watch the stock market because it's part of what you do. So I think it's a little bit of an intertwined thing that you can't completely get away from. Now, you being the person you are, don't really thrive in moderation. Uh-uh. Moderation is not your lane. Yeah. You work in extremes. Ugh. So last night I got so pissed off at myself last night. Why? Because I drank moderately through dinner. Yeah. And then I fell asleep. And then I woke up at midnight. Yeah. And I was wide awake. Yeah. And so I had a few drinks at midnight and, I, and then mm. ate like a fucking pig. I saw that. I yeah. saw rappers everywhere. Like, oh God. Like, like, I just got up and, and I was like, I'm starving. I'm hungry. That's the beast you have to tame. I, I, I have a hard time with him. Yes. Like, he's so good. And then he gets away. He gets out, out from under me. Yeah. With, it's food is my fucking trigger. Food like, is I can hard. Be, I was so good this weekend. Mm. I was so good this weekend in that. Uh, I was in Jersey and I was like, uh, didn't drink until my first drink would be at like midnight. Mm-hmm. Like, and hang on. I take that back. Cause I know that, I know that like there are a bunch of our fans that are very like, uh, that are very like hold you to the fire for what you say. Right. And I speak in such hyperbole yeah. that sometimes like people find it comical yeah. that I, of the things I say versus how I really live. Totally. And uh, one of the guys, I did my first show Thursday and it was bad. No, it wasn't bad. Everyone enjoyed it. It was a good show. But for the most part, uh, you weren't super happy. I was not happy with yeah. it. I didn't like the way it ran. I, it was short. And I was like, what? Why is it short? And I left out material. I left out, and it just, I didn't like it. And so, and I had a drink on stage with me, and I got done. And I, and normally what I do is I take a drink on stage with me, take a couple sips, and then I'll leave it in the green room and get a new one for the second show. Right. And then when I start to tell the machine story on the second show, I'll drink that one. Right. Well, this show I got done, and I was very unhappy. I did the meet and greet, and I brought the drink up to the meet and greet with me and drank it on stage and drank it all, and then during the meet and greet. And then had a, um, drink with full charge in the green room mm-hmm. talking about how shitty the set was got on stage with that drink that I had in the green room killed it and started another drink and this one guy in the front row goes Bert I thought you don't didn't drink at shows and I was like dude fuck off I had a rough fucking show right. and then I even had a rougher show on the second show like I like because you drank no 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 yes. no hold on no stop sometimes drinking is good on stage because it gets you to forget where you're going okay. and it forces you to problem solve what you're doing on in the material okay so what happened on the second show that night is I didn't I I I messed up something and I jumped to something early, but I figured it out and I went, aha, that's how I do it. Right. Like I was like, I see. And then I had an epiphany and I went, oh, all right. If we're going to do the special, we should do it this way. Called Tom after the show and ran by my ideas. 
<coughs> by him. And he was like, I think that's actually a really brilliant idea. I don't know. What do you think? And then he told me something even more brilliant. And I was like, great. I'm glad I got drunk for that show. Now, sometimes you get drunk and nothing happens. Do you have to walk out the door? Uh, yeah, actually, 118. Okay. Do you want to pause? We can continue when we get home. Yeah, get can home. we? Can you hang out for a second? Yeah. All right, we're gonna pause for a second. You're gonna leave. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get us a good place to pause. I'm not gonna pick up the girls. No, I didn't think. You okay, were. yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna finish this thought up, and to everyone, and then I'll meet you back here in a sec. All right, I'll be right back. All right. Um, the great part about this is that Leanne doesn't know how to listen to a podcast. So this part right now, I can't believe she shared that with you guys, that she was uh, sexually assaulted. I can't believe she shared that. I am fucking blown away. Anyway, back to my part, what I was saying about drinking on stage before when, and we'll pick up when Leanne gets back. Um, it's, it is healthy. It is healthy to get high and get on stage sometimes. It forces you to do things. See, when you're sober doing the same act over and over again sometimes you can get stuck in rote you get you find yourself in this place where you're like where you're like it goes this way this way this way and this way and then when you get buzzed it goes it goes this way but you're drunk and you're like that just happened oh fuck where are we going and you have to you know i wish i could do this sober is just change things up maybe i'll maybe that's a but yeah for so for anyway i was being healthy for the rest of the weekend i didn't necessarily drink uh, until I was done, I, I would start the machine story. And uh, and I had really great shows after that first kind of Thursday. I even had a show Wednesday in Governors that wasn't my favorite show I've ever done. But then the rest of the week, it was great. But still, I was so fucking healthy. I didn't eat shit. I'd have my last meal before 8 o'clock. I didn't eat after 8 o'clock. I wouldn't start eating again until the next morning. And I was so fucking happy with myself. And then... Dude, I flew home Sunday. I was healthy fucking Sunday. Monday morning, I get up. It's Martin Luther King's birthday. I see the girls are up. I make four eggs and I murder them. Runny scrambled eggs. And then I make uh, two pieces of pizza. And then I eat a muffin. And then I have a muffin with cinnamon butter on it. And then I go back to sleep. And then I wake up and Isla has made a sandwich fucking slathered with mayo and ham and looks at me and goes, I don't want it. I go, what? She goes, I, I want a cheese sandwich. You want this one? Why don't you eat this one? I'll make a cheese sandwich. And I had a white bread li literally squirting mayo out when you bit into it. Two pieces of ham. And it was one of the greatest fucking sandwiches I ever had. I then had uh, mac and cheese the rest of their mac and cheese and then we went to we went ice skating and i didn't i ate okay i, I had popcorn and uh, a hot dog and then uh, man i just fucking was off the rails yesterday so i woke up this morning feeling like absolute shit and uh, i need to go on the treadmill so i'm gonna hop on the treadmill we'll pick back up when leanne gets here uh and uh you won't even notice really here. who's okay, here good. who's here offered them a snack okay hey Hey, Isla! She is so fucking... Offer hey. them a snack, okay? And I'll be in, in a just a little bit. What did she do? She offered... She organized... She invited a bunch of people over. For a fucking talent show? They are have enrolled in the talent show. Oh, my God. They are going to dress like Pitch Perfect Girls and sing a song. Can she sing? Actually, yeah. You know that Miss Smith is like hardcore recruiting her for the choir? I've never heard her sing ever. And she, she can barely pronounce words. No, Miss Smith uh, called her counselor and asked if she could get her out of learning center for the choir. Are you serious? Yeah. 
Miss um, Smith is like, I need your daughter in the choir. My material on Isla is killing so hard right now. And ev- everyone's coming up going, I want to meet that kid. She's such a freaking goofball. She made me laugh so hard the other day. We Leanne just said the name of someone and we can't use uh, his name. Bleep. Well, you just bleep it, right? But he's uh, he's a teacher of hers or it's a teacher of hers. I shouldn't say he. Well, you already said he. So yeah. now it's too late. But, well, it's almost all her teachers are he's. This okay, year. good. But She's got multiple he teachers. Teacher. And I think I'm not comfortable with the relationship they have because it's very close. Well, it's not just with her. It's it's with a group of her friends. It's with a group of girls. And the, the cut to the chase, the point the point being, I was in the car, we were driving back from the hay slips and I said, I don't know if I like the relationship. And she's like, Mr. Blank's had a rough year, dad. You understand he had triple pneumonia. He's had to bury two of his friends. And I was like, how do you know this information? And I, I was laughing at that. And then I left and... Isla said to Leanne privately, she said, I got out of the car and at the back of the car, Isla goes, you know, the only reason I know all that about Mr. Blank is because he was crying in class and I asked him <laughs> and I was like, like what <laughs> maybe he shouldn't be crying in class. I don't know. And then George was like, our teacher told her so much money she makes. She did. Her sixth grade teacher, one of her sixth grade teachers was like, do you know how much it costs to buy wipes for you to use to wipe the desk? My paycheck is XYZ every two weeks. I can't afford on XYZ amount of money to buy wipes all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember. I remember when I did my first talent show uh, in first grade. I wrote about it in my book. Mm-hmm. I dressed up as Kiss, drove to school with my dad, shirtless, uh, with two of my mom's chain link belts wrapped, wrapped, draped across my chest, Mm -hmm. her tights on, uh, boots, uh, and, uh, covered in kiss makeup as Gene Simmons. And I was Paul Stanley in college in a talent show. Really? Did you know that? My dad made me platform boots out of a pair of old cowboy boots and he, he cut out wood bottom pieces to make me i was like oh i was almost six feet tall jesus i was paul stanley freshman in college in a talent show Um, so see we were meant to be together yeah that's exactly what i was thinking (laughs) um no i but uh so let's real quick i wanted to pivot i don't want to talk about social media um you changed your mind i do i did because you know one of the things that like tom and ari are like you need to get off social media and i sometimes i go yeah and I had to quit drinking and you wanted me to lose weight. I go, you're trying to make me into you guys. Totally. I go, how, about, how about I make you guys into me? How about you guys do a challenge where it's easy for me? But I think part of the fun of these challenges, and the reason I didn't want to get off social media in the last podcast is that part of the fun is to follow along with these challenges. Well, that is very inspiring for people, I think. This I mean, guy, Vance Hines. Mm-hmm. Do you know who this is? No, I do not. Vance Hines. Do you know who he is? Okay. I'm going to give him a shout out because he's fucking killing Oh, the guy in Florida? Uh, Texas. Oh. He's in Texas. I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I retweet him all the time. Yeah. He is, um, if you don't know. Oh, yeah. He's like a sheriff or something. Yeah. It's so funny because I had a joke that's in Tom's special that uh, that is in Tom's special. And I was like, oh, my God, I just wrote that joke. But I, I don't I didn't I didn't put it in my act, but I just was like, oh my god, I just thought of that. Is the he saw that I ran the half marathon. Vance. I think that's his name, Vance. What how come I can't find him right now? Um anyway, 
he saw me run a half marathon and he was like super inspired. And he was like, if Bert can do that, I can lose weight. Right. And, but Tom's joke is what I was thinking is like, Tom's like, no, that, does, that doesn't make sense. He was, I can also do this. Can you do this? He was talking about doing stand up. Yeah, his his Vance Hines is his name. His Twitter is LawDog1515. We need to get the computer hooked up to these these uh, monitors, yeah. and so that we can pull stuff up. And I don't, I can look straight ahead, and I don't have to go to your phone. Yeah. We should. Oh, you be mean on next, the TV? Yeah, have it hooked up to the TV. And so his Monday morning weigh-in. I think he's down to like four thirty. He started it. I think he's lost a great deal of weight, but he he. His inspiration was me, inspired by Bert, because he saw me run the half marathon. And he was like, I can lose weight. All, if all I got to do is be active and watch what I eat. And so he's lost a great deal of weight, and he's inspiring other people. I mean, I, I retweeted stuff, but now Jocko Wilnick, I think I'm saying his name right, Jocko is retweeting him and, and giving him inspiration. By the way, Jocko and like, there's a bunch of people that are online that I find super inspirational. I think about Cam Haynes in a fucking almost too much. Cause like I, when I go to the gym, I was like, I think keep hammering. I hear, I hear him saying that in my head. Keep hammering, keep hammering, keep hammering. And then I was like, yeah, but have you ever lived on a construction site? Sometimes the hammering, it won't stop and it makes you fucking crazy. Yeah. And so that's when my, I was like, how do I start hammering? I want to start hammering. I was like, just hammer. Just can you just mallet? Mallets are much. I love quieter. when you improv on bits Why? because because your improv is so uh, tangibly direct direction. Like I can, I it's it's you never go too far away from the center. Can you mallet? What about sledgehammering? <laughs> <laughs> so, but uh, but Vance Hines is doing this weight loss and he's kind of tracking his journey on on Instagram or on Facebook. And today he posted a tweet and it had like forty four retweets. For a guy who's got like a thousand followers, it's a big fucking deal. That's awesome. And so Jocko's retweeting him and responding and and he's doing like Jocko does this thing where he takes a picture of his watch to show you at what time he entered the gym and it's always 444. Why? Because he's a fucking beast. That's ridiculous. He's a beast. What and time do you go like to bed? 2.30? This is what I love about Jocko. A Jocko out. Like he just... It fucking Jocko intense. out? I don't know if he says that, but it's really intense. He's I, I think he's got a podcast. I know him from Rogan. I heard him Who on Rogan. Who goes to the gym at 4.40? Jocko does. But when does he go to sleep? He doesn't. I don't Five know. Five o'clock in the well, afternoon? I think he probably, I don't, I mean, I imagine he probably has kids, but I'm sure he goes to sleep at like eight o'clock. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm clearly not doing it either. But well, I mean. I've, I've had, a, I've been in my workout clothes all day and it's 2.30 and I'm still not on the treadmill. I worked out. I know. Let's talk about the 21 Day Fix real quick. Mm -hmm. For those of you that don't know, but you'll find out soon because Leanne's podcast is coming out when? Very soon. When? Like really soon. Like how soon? I don't know. Uh, she's already recorded one. and it's, I've recorded more than one. Well, yeah, but I think one that you we like. you got to find the other one. Like it's on my fucking computer. Okay. So uh, I but, have uh, two. But yeah. And I have and, my third one is scheduled next Monday. I'm recording that. So then after that one, probably. Okay. And then uh, and sh she's doing the 21-day fix. Mm -hmm. And that is through Beachbody, a sponsor of the podcast. Mm -hmm. And how do you find it? So far, it is so much easier than I thought it would be. Yeah. I'm only on day two. But you, you made a breakfast yesterday and you're like, this is too much food for me. It was. I was really kind of surprised because it's more food than I ever eat at breakfast. Yeah. But maybe that's the problem. Maybe I was not eating enough breakfast and eating more at night. You know what I mean? And not yeah. burning it off. But yeah, I did the workout yesterday and today. I am ridiculously sore. 
like ridiculously sore. The workout's super easy. You can find it on the app. This isn't an ad, but you were just in the living room doing it. Yeah, I just um, mirrored my computer to my I uh, my Apple TV yeah. on my TV. By but the you way, could I just do it on your computer. Huh? I worked out in New Jersey every day. Oh, you did? Yeah. Good for you. Yeah. On the side of so yeah, Beachbody's been, I, I really thought, I have to say this. I did sit down on Sunday and plan my meals for all seven days this week. And that took a long time because I'd never done it before. So you don't have the, uh, I have I think it's part of my impulse control. It's part of that stuff Jair talked about. You're a wing it guy. I'm a list maker taskmaster. Yeah. I can't wing it. I got to have a plan. Man, Jair fucked our lives up so much. He did not. <laughs> he did not. He helped me tremendously. Yeah, I know, but I had to live with it. And it's been fucking a pain in the ass. Shut up. It's not true. <laughs> um, do you have a name for your podcast yet? Wife of the party. Oh, really? Yes. Well, maybe we should. Have you already gotten it? Yeah. Okay, good. So you can say it. Yeah, wifeoftheparty.com. But I don't have my website up yet. Nice. No, but I got the Libsyn. I'm ready to go. I I just have to find music and artwork. And here's the deal, everyone listening. I I implore you to go listen to my wife's uh, podcast. I think everyone likes you. I think everyone likes your personality. I've I've heard so many positive things. There are some guys that it's not. It's not their thing. Well, it's not, but it's, I can understand that. Like, Uh, like, totally. Like, uh, I, I what i'm enjoying in a podcast and i think you know dan adler shout out to dan adler if he's still listening yeah um i had lunch with adler and bonnie the other day i think i told you about that you did dan adler for those of you who don't know was my uh the creator of birth conquer i know a lot of you guys think that i created it because i was so naturally talented in it but <laughs> he was a creator bonnie was the producer supervising producer it was her show mm-hmm. it was dan's show um and then you know i think the last season was my show that's why i got did not get picked up but <laughs> I don't know about that. Dan um, told me what he liked about my podcast. What was it? Uh, it was, I think it's a lot of people. He goes, you know, I uh, sometimes you get really heavy in the business, the industry stuff about stand up and comedy. And that's great. It's really interesting. But, um, but he goes, I really like the one with you, Ari and Tom. It was just four friends sitting around talking. That's great. And he goes, and I love that. I love that aspect of it. And I was like, yeah. And so I, I today I had a guest booked and, um, I didn't know him very well. Oh, really? And I thought, based on Dan's note, I was like, you know what? I want to do one with Leanne because I think we've gotten much, we've gotten a lot better at podcasting than when we used to do them. Yeah. But I th- and I think that's based on you, and I think your openness and your 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 ability to share and and I the Aziz stuff has been so, the it, James Franco then Aziz, and I was like, and I knew your past. I didn't know what you share of your past, but totally. I knew your past, and I was like, I want to hear Leanne's perspective because every time, like with the Louis stuff, you were kind of like on the same page as Dave Chappelle a little bit. You were like, she couldn't hang up the phone. And right, I was very much because you know there's a when I think I may have already said this in this podcast, but there's part of me when that stuff was going on with Louis, where I was like, "But you said no thanks," and he didn't. Yeah. So and you reported it. What is the problem at that point? Everything's reconciled. Mm-hmm. Nobody got hurt. Somebody just went, "Hey, I like I like kind of funky stuff. You want to do some funky stuff?" That's they, what I'm afraid of. And is they like, said, "No, I don't want to do funky stuff." And he went, "No problem." But being presented with, "Hey, you want to do funky stuff?" is bad. And I guess it's because it's the context that they work together. But she reported it. She did everything she was supposed to do. So it should have kind of stopped there. Why didn't it just end there? I remember. I remember one time. I remember one time I, 
this and this is I think my I fear my fear where the net the future of this goes mm-hmm. is like uh I was wondering one time like well, this is so creepy that I, I it bothers me that that I that it, like I'm afraid that someone's gonna get the camera of my computer I remember one time I've, I've talked about this before I was listening to the day after Patrice died mm-hmm. I was listening to Opie and Anthony mm-hmm. Chappelle or Attell was in um everyone was in studio Louie was in uh Jim Bobby Bill I mean everyone was in and it was really fucking moving and and obviously everyone knows how much I cared about Patrice or how much I don't know much I cared about him but how much of an influence he was on me right and uh and then a porn ad came up, just like popped up because I had looked at porn earlier and I was still up and I clicked it and I saw some porn and I was like, oh, I think I, I haven't jacked off today. I'll jack off. So I'm, but I'm listening to Patrice's eulogy. While you were jacking off? <laughs> yeah. But I'm watching porn, but it's playing in the background. That's kind of creepy. It's very creepy. That's kind of weird. But if you had video from my computer of me, you would think I was jacking off to Patrice's eulogy. eulogy. Because I obviously I hit mute on the <laughs> porn, so I was still listening to this. You on the are side. a weirdo. But like, but like, I go the stuff I've Googled. Like that's that's the next step. We're very welcoming with this big brother, but the stuff I've Googled in porn, you've had sex with me. I can get a little not kinky but weird. Not um, weird, but like sort of. But you know, to to your point, I think you know how all this um microaggression was happening, these accusations of microaggression was happening in all these colleges before the hashtag Me Too started. Yeah. And I read that big article about someone being offended because they were um shown uh, a painting from like the 1600s of a naked person in an art history class and that was offensive to them because they saw some, a woman naked and you go but how do you form your own opinion if you're not exposed to things that force you to make an opinion like if you're just giving safe things you you are just spoon fed an opinion. So unless you see, you know, I saw that naked women in art has history class. That's really not for me. But it might be for someone for someone else. For them, that may be a most amazing piece of art that may inspire them to do something else. So how can you ethically in your own brain close a door for someone else like I don't I would never do porn I don't I think I've maybe watched two porns in my whole life you don't even send tit pics no I don't send tit pics it's not for me um you're very British though people (laughs) well I don't know about that. We've never videotaped ourselves. We should do. No, I'm not doing that either. Nobody wants to see that about themselves. I I don't want to see that about themselves. Well, after the 21 day fix. No, we should do, you know what we do? People do before and after. Let's do a before porn and then an after porn. No. And we'll release them to the public on on Pornhub. People and we'll wear masks. We'll wear masks. Totally. My answer is going to be no. What if we dress up in costume and talk with accents? No. And I'm like, ooh. I already mm-hmm. talk with an accent. Hello, hello, monsieur. Hello. Ha-ha. Ha-ha. But I don't know. I think the only way that you can form your opinion is to be safely exposed <laughs> to things that are not your opinion. You know what I mean? I think the... I, I'm, oh, right now I'm writing jokes. <laughs> I are think you? the kinkiest me and my wife is sometimes when I have sex with her, I speak with an accent. <laughs> I would, now I'm just giggling of you going, are you using an accent right now? No. No. <laughs> no. Why do you say? Niet. 
Um, Turnover. <laughs> yeah, those microaggressions get me frustrated, but that's the future. That's but it, these but ki- it's these the kids. predecessor to hashtag me too. In, a little bit. A little bit. I think it well, is. Well, I think hashtag me too is is it's a different kind issue. of welcomed by all women in its entirety. Well, it is welcomed for sure. I for sure think that that shit should stop. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, and I think the majority of women, I think, see it in the workplace. They're like, that's where this needs to stop is in the workplace. Louis' thing was about the workplace. Yes, I, I think Louis, Louis, Louis accepted guilt about the workplace dynamic, which right. was really interesting. Right. I think I, I by the way, I, and I'm, I think, I definitely don't think Louis lost his career and I can't wait till he comes back. I can't wait to hear his perspective when he comes back because he's the guy you know he's writing he's the like guy he's, and he's but he's but Louis is also smart as fuck yes he so is. he's writing thoughts yes he's gonna like and I love Chappelle I don't know what I said about Chappelle by the way I didn't talk shit about Jeff Ross on my podcast whoever fucking tweeted and said Jeff Ross Bert's talking shit about your parties on his podcast don't do that like don't tag I don't know what I said but I don't I know I, my feelings towards Jeff and I really like Jeff and I really respect him and I'm jealous of his parties but I wasn't talking shit about his parties but and I, I don't know what I said about Chappelle, but I know that I said that, I'm sure I said something horrible, but don't tweet anybody. Just keep them. They're secrets. That's why I'm, I do secret time. Hmm. But, uh, but my point is. A public secret. Louis. Yeah, I know. But Louis is so smart, mm-hmm. so insightful, didn't go to college, but just so fucking smart. Mm-hmm. His takeaway is going to be fucking awesome. I wouldn't be shocked if part of him wanted to keep his takeaway for himself and be like, fuck you guys. Y'all right. turned on me. Everyone turned on him. Everybody I didn't turn on him. Turned on I didn't turn on him. And you know, that's even almost worse. If if all these people that were on his team knew that happened and His stuck- agent just resigned him. Why? <sighs> That's what I heard. His agent just resigned him, dude. He is. I, I when it happened, I went. First of all, this is what I said on stage. I knew about it the whole time, mm-hmm. and I always found him funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's creepy. It's pervy. Whatever. It's Louis. He he was very like he all but said that's what I do a lot. I think it's just people uh, all these hipsters and, and millennials are like found it ironic that he was talking about jacking off and then they're like oh whoa 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 that he really does do that and they're like yeah that's why he writes about it right <laughs> and they're like oh I thought it was like a joke and you're like no that he likes jacking off or well, a lot of us do he he wrote about it in his fucking in Lucky Louie. He had a thing where his wife passed out and he wanted to have sex and he jacked off on her back, I think. Uh, maybe I'm, maybe I, that didn't happen. I don't know. Maybe maybe that's someone else's story. But <laughs> my point is, um, I can't wait. For, I, I, I just, he was very sweet the last time I saw him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's gotten this, uh, and you know, he doesn't need money, so maybe he'll just do his own fucking thing. Right. And and all these people that turn their backs on him are going to be like, whoa, 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 I want to be in business with you. And he's right. like, no, nah, I'm in business with myself. Well, that's the hypocritical part. If they knew that that happened, they, they had to have. Well, I, and they no, left when, when it became a public issue, like, they, like a PR issue. Not to defend uh, Dave Becky, who I, I think is the is. one everyone's talking about, or Louis, but... Dave Becky knew as much as I knew. Like he, he didn't fucking know. Like he wasn't in the room. He heard these girls talking about it, and he—that's how he knew. He didn't know. Mm -hmm. Like he—he just was like, "Yo, he's married. Let's whatever happened. Let's keep it on the DL." And then I—I don't. I'm sure. I know people had asked Louis, and he always said it never happened to them privately. Mm -hmm. So like, he had to take his man's word on it, you know. But these girls said it happened. Like no one was in the room except Louis and those girls. You know, right. and Louis apologized 
And I, I think to watch people turn on him so hard, and I've seen so many comics now that aren't afraid of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, whoa, that's fucking mind boggling. Yeah. It's just to see, like, to see the, like, to see the numbers dwindle on a show and people not respect the guy anymore. Like, right. yeah, it's, it's a, such a false sense of, 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 of friendship or, or colleagueness. Mm-hmm. Like, if I saw, I, if I saw Louis today, I, and he's going, he's hanging out the cellar. He's, but like I, if I saw him, and he'll be gone for a year, I would lie. I wouldn't mind being in his place. <laughs> meaning, no, meaning, meaning. Hold on, being Louis C.K. Like if if that. You mean as a talent? No, you mean not as a circumstances? Not as a circumstances. No, no. But maybe like he had a secret. Yeah. And his secret came out. Yeah, and now he's free. And now he's free. Uh huh. So I, I like. I kind of go, you know what? You got a ton of money. Go to the south of France. Fucking write a book for a year. Just sit for a year. Go fucking. You're, everyone's going to be here when you come back. Come back. Write an hour. Go go to fucking France. Learn French. Write, write an hour. Come back and do stand up again in small clubs and work your way back up to where you once were. But you come with a fresh perspective. Like, and, and now you don't have a secret. Mm. You know, so, I don't know if you would handle it quite that way. I would not. I would be a no, fucking. No, you would be a. I would be a disaster. To speak in non hyperbole, you would be a disaster. I would be a fucking disaster mess. mess. I remember when when Tracy Morgan said that the Tracy Morgan my Tracy Morgan story didn't happen. Uh-huh. I, we were in Hawaii, and it fucking. It's a helplessness. Mm-hmm. Like, there's no way to prove that it did happen. Right. I, I said at the very beginning, I didn't think he'd ever remember the story. Right. I don't think he'd ever remember me. Right. So that's why I never told her on stage. But like. But your friend came to DC Improv and verified it. Yeah, Tony. He was there yeah, too. But, 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 but that doesn't. It doesn't matter. You can't do that in a public court. No, I got and I, it. It's a helplessness. Like I'm sure um, that Aziz must have felt a helplessness mm-hmm. of like. Like I was like I was there, you know, I think that helplessness is what would kill you make you crazy totally because once you start slinging mud it just oh i heard tom and joe talking about me on joe's podcast yeah and tom was tom was doing what tom does where he semi misrepresents me Mm -hmm. in ways like him and joe like like ari everyone my three friends will say stuff like he's gained all the weight back you know like joe's tom was saying something about me like walking around everywhere going i'm famous i'm famous that's not what happened and I heard it, and that helplessness is what drives you crazy. And so immediately, I text, I text Tom and Joe, and and uh, and and then they laugh. And then Joe was like, uh, "I'm sorry, hold on one second. Are you telling me that the video in the liquor store isn't completely Burt Kreischer or whatever?" And I was like, "Okay, the video in the liquor store might be me." Like I was like, "I'm a lot more reserved than that." <laughs> Like, no, no, you're, you're not. not. Yeah. Well, that's the problem when you're larger than life, then people make every single story about you larger than life. Yeah. And, and I was like, and whether it's true or not, but like things did happen on that trip that I, that I can't apologize for that aren't bad, but like, I mean, this guy recognized us. I knew he wanted a picture with us. 
So I said, hey, man, do you want to get a picture real quick? And he was like, you guys don't mind? And I was like, come on, let's get in. I'll do a picture. And Tom's like, hey, man, we don't ask fans for pictures. They ask us. If the guy wants a picture, let him ask. Don't you start volunteering us all to take pictures all night. And I was like, yeah, but I could tell he wanted a picture. So, like, stuff like that is very accurate. Like, I do, and I, I am. But you're not doing it because you're like, hey, look at me. I'm the big shot. You're no, I do it because, because I know the nice guy wants a picture. And the guy, you're. you're and Tom is so introverted. Alleviating He's him. so introverted Mm -hmm. he really does not give a fuck i was saying this to halston he really does not give a fuck about anything that's not true he i'm telling you he cares about push and his kid he maybe cares about his cars i i think like i don't buy that i buy i buy it don't he just tweeted a fucking he just tweeted about aziz (laughs) Like fucking two minutes ago going, okay, now that this is out about Aziz, can we all say that his show sucks? <laughs> I'm like, Tom. But he goes, I don't give a fuck. If he ran into Aziz, he'd be like, oh, I never liked you. And Aziz would be like, what did I do to you? And he's like, nah, just don't like you. And just walk away. And like, he's, I wish I could do that. I wish I could be more like that. Like, like I look at people. Do I you go, really? I wish I wasn't as, uh. Yeah, I wish I could. I wish I cared less about things. I care about things a lot. Mm-hmm. I care about what people think about me. Oddly enough, like, I know you do. Yeah. Very much so. And so I think part of me, like I would like to, like care I wish, less. like I wish I that part of me didn't want to go. Like I was working on that hour this weekend, and I called Tom to talk it out with him. Mm-hmm. And then part of me was like, I want to. I know Joe's doing his hour. I want to call Joe and work it out with him and see what he thinks. And then I. I wanted to call Ari and go, hey, when you did, and then I go, wait, wait, hold on. I go, the, the thing, here's the thing I that I realized this weekend is, this is my art. This uh, is what I yeah. do for a living. And as much as I want, as much as I want the approval of my colleagues and my friends, they you only get their approval if you make it yourself. I'm not saying like I'd ask them to write jokes for me or anything, but I'm just like, no. the, it's, it's, it's what it is for me is um, the pacing of the hour. I'm looking at it very differently based on the distributor than I would the previous hour mm-hmm. based on the distributor. For that hour, and, yeah. And so I'm, and I'm looking at chunks differently. I'm looking at the the format of an hour very differently than I did uh, ever have. And then I and I'm being very analytical about it and I'm listening to all my tapes and I'm I'm uploading the audio and then chunking it out and going there's certain things I can't forget to do cuz it fucks up the flow. And so I was like, no, but that's the thing that I liked about, that's what I love about Jim Jeffries mm-hmm. is the way he makes that art makes me laugh hard as shit. His show just got renewed. I know. I just saw it. Congrats, Jim Jeffries. Like Shout 20, out to- 20 episodes or something. 20 episodes. He doesn't need that money. He sold out fucking O2, uh, not O2, uh, Sydney Opera House in 15 minutes. Yeah, but he's from there, isn't he? Yeah, but he was never famous there. He never, they, he never had a follow. Yeah, but when, when homeboy does good and come home, it's going to sell out. Come on. Yeah. You may not be famous in Tampa and then you go back to Tampa as a famous person. Yeah, but no, but Australians, I think, and by the way, I'm speaking for a group of people that I am not, but I will appropriate your culture for a second. (laughs) Uh, Australians are like the import. They don't, they're not big fan. Like they're all their favorite comics are all imports. Oh, they and like, so, the like import. Carl Barron's not an import, but he's like a, he's like their Seinfeld, but like Jim Jeffries, like a local guy doesn't really impress them a ton. I don't think, I think they like the guy from Britain or, or, you know, um, the guy from the States or San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So 
Eddie Ift is huge in Australia. Really? Yeah. Or that, yeah, that's what, yeah. So, um, what happened to his dog? Do you hear? Oh, he texted me. He said thank you. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Now we're just having a private conversation on there. I don't think everyone knows what's going on with Eddie's dog. But, yeah, it, it, he, his dog went through the same shit Priscilla went through. And uh, he had to get his leg fixed. And he went and took Leanne's advice. Leanne had five opportunities to get it right. Uh, and so... Um, yeah, so his dog's doing good. He actually texted me a picture and said, please thank awesome. your wife. Oh, awesome. Oh, awesome. I'm so glad. That. that makes me happy. Good. Yeah, good. So, um, but yeah, Jane Fonda throws shade at Megan Kelly. Who's Tiffany Trump? Uh, that's the younger Trump girl, right? For real? No, she, he, they have Ivanka and there's a younger sister. I believe her name's Tiffany. The 24-year-old daughter of Donald and Marla Maples. Ah, uh, I didn't know they had a kid. Yeah. She's kind of hot. Is she? Yeah. Um, oh, Trump. All right. We should probably wrap this up. How much time have we done, Halston? Hour 40 is good. I'm going to work out. I'm going to go down. And uh, by the way, that was a great podcast with my wife. Was it? I think. I well, don't know. Listen. You're not on Twitter, so I'll be the one to tell you. People will hit me up and let me know. I always get the women that listen to my podcast always go, I love when Leanne's on the podcast. And a lot of guys are like, dude, I, you know. But once again, there are people that'll be like, eh, not my, nah, not my I'm not skipping my. that one. Yeah. And those people will come, uh, all those people that like you will come find your podcast and enjoy it. It's it's going to be different it's, and, and it's going to grow. So check it out, listen to it, and let it, let it be what it is mm-hmm. and let it grow into what it is. I think, it, I mean, I have fun. Yeah. So I guess that's really all that matters, right? Yeah. And here's the deal. I want you guys to know this, that I'm working on producing. And I want to thank everyone who liked uh, Something's Burning with me and Bill Burr and Tom Segura. Did you ever watch that? No, I didn't watch that. Sorry. you have any idea how frustrating it would be? Yeah, but I'm married to you. I, I, can't, I can't possibly keep up with everything you do. I'm, I'm doing your laundry. I'm, I'm taking care of your merchandise. I'm raising your children. I can't watch and do everything. I'm sorry. I'll watch it today. Anyway, I want to thank all those guys. That was uh, independently produced by me, Mike Bertolina, um, Bill Burr, Al Madrigal, Oscar. We all, it was, a, it was an all things comedy production and those guys fucking hit it out of the park. It was so. Um, How did people find it? Go to YouTube. Just type in All Things Comedy. Type in Something's Burning. Oddly enough, there's a great song, I think, by Kenny Rogers called Something's Burning. Really? <laughs> yeah. I thought I was original. But uh, but I'm, gonna, I'm looking to do more content like that. So I hope you guys are into it. I've said this. I'll say this again. Uh, right now, we're on track. We're, we're in pre-production stages of shooting a sitcom that I wrote. Um, my buddy Tony is right. We're trying to do it like a podcast. We also want to incorporate the fans in it and and kind of make it like, you know how like Walking Dead kind of got like that kind of shit? Like Walking Dead had Talking Dead after it and it was like, you know, you could be a fan of stuff and you felt like you were a part of the process. I think Tony... Oh, look, those like cabin redo shows where you get to pick the interiors. We're trying to... We're fooling around a little bit with that. It's like choose your own adventure books. We were talking about releasing the script online and letting people submit their notes. I know you're frowning, but one of the things that Tony and I have talked about... I don't know if I should be saying his name. Yeah, I think you should just shut up. Nope, I'm not going to because this is my project. 
No, why should I shut up? Because uh, you don't, ah, because you frustrate me. Because you don't, you, it's not all, you need to f- wait till it's worked out. It's part of what I like about what we're doing is it's a little maverick. It's a little off the hip. It's a little doing our own thing. Yes. And part about doing your own thing is you don't have any bosses. And so right now, Tony and I are in charge of this. I wrote the script. I've known Tony since we were kids. He lives in New York. He's a, he produces TV shows. And we've just got drunk one day and had a weird idea. And we said, you know, I, he said, we went to a Rams game. And he was like, I've, ne- I've never seen anyone get recognized that much. And he hangs out with like legit celebrities. I said, oh, it's just the podcast. He's like, what do you mean just the podcast? I said, it's not like... Like, we have a connection. Guys, people that listen to the podcast, hear me on Rogan, hear me on Ari, hear me on Joey, hear me on my podcast, they know me. They know me. Like, they legit know me. Like, I, they've listened to me talk for hours on end. Like, they could tell you my dog's name. For years. For fucking four years. How long has the podcast been going on? And so... um forever and he was like really and i was like yeah the number one thing people say to me at shows is hey man thank you for all the free content mm-hmm. and i said and he said well what do you because tony and i were going to do a sitcom and we still will do a sitcom mm-hmm. um that's more scoped on me but you you're rolling your eyes at, like, i'm not rolling oh. my eyes at anything and so i said my goal is just to do everything that serves stand up Everything I want everything to serve stand up. I go. I just want to put out free content. I want stuff to. I want stuff to be good and people to dig it mm-hmm. and be free content. Mm-hmm. And he was like, he's like, we could do that. And so we looked at it. And we tried to break it down. And we're trying to do something that's a little different. Maybe you should do it like Ruby, where every episode is five minutes long. Really? Fuck! I didn't watch Ruby. I fell asleep. You fell asleep during Ruby? At the very beginning, and I oh, kept trying to wake you me up. Missed it. I gotta watch Ruby. Every episode's five minutes long. Five to seven minutes long, so you can watch a season in like forty minutes, whole season. Oh shit! I gotta call Tony. <laughs> right? Oh, I could definitely do that. I could definitely do that. I was so into that show because of that. Really? Because she can watch a whole episode in five to seven minutes. Yep. Oh, I could make a five minute short. I could make over and over thirty five minute shorts. Wow. See this do you know why I didn't shut up? Why? Because we can have this conversation. You think so? And then everyone that watches this show that well, we're Well if you just do, talk to me when we're not podcasting, maybe we'd have that conversation. Everyone that anyway. watches it goes, Oh my god, I was there when Bert decided to make it five, five minutes minute because he was watching Ruby with his daughter. Look, something's burning is an odd like fifteen minute like it's not arable for TV, but it's like a, just what it is. It is what it is. Right. You know, like, and I think that's another thing that we can do is just make things that are what they are. But we want, we want, we, we want to fi- try to figure out mm-hmm. where obviously we'll figure out before we do anything, but figure out a way to incorporate fans and, and. Oh, I just figured something out. What? About, I just figured something out about five minute episodes. What? Then you get to advertise every five to seven minutes instead of every 15. Does Ruby advertise? Uh-huh. After every episode. Oh, my God. So they get an ad every five to seven minutes instead of every 15, so you double your ad sales for the same amount of time. That's why I married her, everybody. <laughs> you, they'd have to be good five-minute episodes, They'd though. have to be really good. Is Ruby good? Uh, if, if you're 11... Yeah, it's really I good. I can make something for 11-year-olds. <laughs> Just call kicking the balls. <laughs> kicking the balls. 
kick in the balls and just every five minutes someone a, gets kicked in the no, balls? No, it's a guy petting a kitten and then a guy <laughs> kicks him in the balls. And a guy petting a kitten. And then you cut to the kitten going... A guy fishing on a dock and someone just kicks him in the balls. Yeah. A guy just filling up with gas at the gas station. And the guy just like, kicks <laughs> him in the balls. See? I gotta... I gotta Guy's it. at the mirror cleaning his ears out with Q-tips and someone just kicks him in the balls. Seven minute... <laughs> yeah. If we make them seven minutes and just release them for free. Well, make it wouldn't them be shorter. for free. They'd have ads. Yeah, they'd have ads. But I want it to be free. I want... I'm also talking about... You mean free for the consumer. Yeah. I want yeah. I want my fans to be able to consume content the way I like to consume it. Right. I like... I love... Dude, I, I watch so much... I watch the video... Like, I watched Bill Burr watch that goddamn fucking football game today. Yeah. And it made me howl laughing. Yeah. I was like, hey, I want to go, hey, Bill, thanks for doing that for free. Right. That didn't exist before. Right. But you did it for free. And now I just, it, you made me laugh in the middle of my day. Right. You, you made me just giggle fucking hard as shit. Right. I love free content. I love it. And so. Most people love free things. We're talking about, we're talking about two different tours this, this, uh, coming up. And, uh, I talked to Stacy, Stacy, the, for those of you who don't know or do know, was a girl I worked with on trip flip where I, when we first started talking about sexual harassment, I called her and I was like, I was a Dr. Drew. And I go, I wonder if I ever sexually harassed Stacy. I was like, I'm going to call her. And he goes, oh, I wouldn't call her. I wouldn't call her. I go, no, it's okay. And so I went to her voicemail and I went, what's up, sweet tits? And Dr. Drew was like, Bert, that's sexual <laughs> harassment. <laughs> um, but uh, but I'm ta- I just ta- got off the phone with Stacy about trying to produce stuff. It's so cheap to do it these days. Right. You can do it. But only fun stuff. Like I was like, mm. maybe we do something like we would, what all the stuff that Travel Channel would never let us do. Maybe we just do those. Just do all the stuff, uh, the dumb ideas we had, mm-hmm. like the, and 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 leaving all the stuff. I remember one time we were doing a, a tasting in New Zealand, and and uh, the beat was, uh, this is a cheese with jelly, and this is a cheese with jam. Ask her what the difference is, and uh, she and I didn't ask her, and she led into it. Do you know the difference between jelly and jam? No. And I go, oh, actually, I do. I go, you can't jelly your dick in someone's ass. And we laughed so fucking hard, (laughs) so fucking hard. And that, do you realize how much fun of a segment that would have been to air? Yeah. And Travel Channel wouldn't air it. I was so shocked. Gee, I'm so surprised as well. I mean, Bert the Conqueror, Adler and I were talking about, Bert the Conqueror, I wish I could buy that back from the network and cut it up the way I want and air it. That fucking haunted house thing is one of the funniest things I've that ever done. That haunted house and thing. And no one will ever see it because they... They never aired that as an episode? They did, but it's just fucking no one watches that network. That was so funny. It was so fucking great. It was really Branded content really is so hacky. It's just so like... Well, they have so many bosses to answer to. Right? I understand that. I get that. I get that. But it's just like, dude... The thing that I think is cool that Tony and I are talking about and Stacey and I are talking about is making the thing that you want. And then like, selling that instead this of... Podcast, yeah. This podcast, do you think anyone would have... If, if I had a boss, i said I'm just going to do it with Leanne. They'd be like, hold on, hold on, hold on. We found that the big, the higher rated I was doing two comics and you guys drink. So I think we're going to stick with that. No, that's, this is my thing. I get to do what I... This is my dialogue I get to have with the people that listen to it. And we're going to have the conversation I want to have today because I'm Bert and this is what I do. Right. And, if, and there are people that go, yes, yeah, that, that one wasn't for me, but I'm back for this one. And that's cool with me. Yeah. I'm not, I don't, I'm not stuck to an agenda. No. And so part of me goes, I want to just do that for all the things I do. Right. Just keep making the stuff I I like I cannot no there's not a television show out there that can pay me enough to take me off the road that's not going to happen I'm just not I'm not talented enough I'm not 
I mean, it, it would have to be one of those scenarios where they're like, listen, you get, uh, you get full control. Right. And then I'd be like, oh, okay, I'd do that. Right. You, you can make whatever you want to make, but right. we, and, and we can air it. Then I'd do it. But like, no one's going to hire me to host something for more than I'm getting paid on the road. No, for sure not. And and, no. and stop doing my podcast and not do the road? No. So then what do I want to do? Well, I'm doing these tours. Why not shoot some cool shit out there right. and make it look like I had a goofy fucking idea that I told you and you were like, oh, okay. And then I told Dan and Dan, Dan Adler and he loved it. He, I told you about it. Yeah. That, and he loved it. And he was like, that is fucking hilarious. But then Dan's so smart. He goes, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. I like being around those people. The ones where you give them the idea and they go, oh, and like they have some sort of vision. They add to. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I'd get involved with Dan. Um, I'd get involved with, to do a project with Dan again just because the way his brain works. He's right. just so fucking smart. Him and Bonnie both. We had such a great fucking lunch. That's good. That uh, Bonnie's a sweetheart. Yeah, Bonnie. Uh, I don't know Dan, so I can't speak. You don't really? No, I don't think I've ever met Dan. You've met Dan. You've definitely met Dan. You think so? Dan. I'm certain you've met Dan. When? Uh, I don't any, think so. Anytime. I know I've spent time with Bonnie yeah. in, in uh, Maine. And that was the, f- the frustrating thing, I think, working with Dan is that he and I both had the same sensibility but he also is very cool with making more branded content, meaning more stuff that the network like in the lane. Like EJ, he's just like, look, this is what they fucking. Do. This is what we do. This is how we make the fucking sausage. Right. Like, do, like I remember him having to have a couple conversations with me when we started about, hey, you're not on a comedy club stage. You're working for Travel. Channel. You're a representative of Travel Channel. Right. You need to behave accordingly. He's like, I get that you're funny, and I get that, but you can't make kill a homeless guy jokes in front of like 12 year olds right and i'd be like but it, they laughed and he's like no they laughed because they were uncomfortable right. actually i think that was lonnie that had that conversation with me but like but uh but yeah i think i think that's the direction i'm going in is like i enjoy putting stuff on instagram i enjoy i just want to fucking i want i want let me put this in the universe i want a warehouse I want I want what Rogan has really honestly. I really just want a steam room sauna. <laughs> I just really want you a sauna. You just want a sauna? I just want a sauna. I don't really I can do the podcast out of here if I can just have a sauna. I fucking want a sauna so bad. All right, we gotta wrap this up. I'm gonna go work out and I'm gonna go do show tonight for Folds of Honor. Is that what it's called? Folds of Honor? Folds of Honor. Folds of Honor, yes. Is that the name of it? Something of Honor. It is called It is called Folds of Honor. Yeah, Folds of Honor. Folds of Honor at the Irvine Improv. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is already out, but it's uh, I think it's me and Jeff Dunham. I'm going to have to meet Jeff Dunham. Oh, cool. Yeah. And the whole time I'm going to go, I want to talk to the dummy. He's like, what? No, Walter. I want to talk to Walter. Just be Walter when we talk. Oh, that's... I think Billy Gardell's doing it. Oh, awesome. That'd be nice to, to see, see him. him. Yeah. That'll be so, nice to um, see him again. So, yeah. Anything? Any closing no, was I mean it was it was fun. I, guess. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, well, uh, well, we're we're not going to be doing these a ton of these like this, but I think I'll probably hop on the Ants podcast a couple times, and we'll do a podcast together sometimes there. Yeah, but um, this but we was won't just, be talking about the business. No, we won't. on my podcast. We'll be talking about our kids probably. Probably our kids who are holding a talent show in our fucking living room and watching Runaways. One of them, one of them, one of them invited four friends over without asking me to rehearse for a talent show, in which they are dressing like the Pitch Perfect girls and singing a song. Uh, I'm gonna. I know what I'm gonna do. But one of them's a boy. You ready for this? What? I'm gonna get 
one of the people, one of the cast members from Runaways to be on my podcast. And oh my God, Georgia Kreischer would, lose would her drop fucking shit. dead on the spot. Hey, if anyone get she me a hookup with anyone from die. the cast of the Runaways, she would. I wonder if she'd want to meet the the one of the writers for the Runaways more. No, she would probably shit her pants. The blonde. It, uh, any of them. She loves Gertie. She loves all. Oh yeah. She would die. And get her on the podcast, and we'll do a podcast. We'll make it a. Bonus she wouldn't episode. talk. She'd fr- so? No, I think she would be so flipped out, she'd freeze. She's so uh, such a fan of that show. Oh, lastly, I have to tell you this. Mm. Ari Shafir is officially kicked off Twitter. Have we talked about this? <laughs> Ari Shafir is officially kicked off Twitter. You talked about it in the beginning for threatening our family. For threatening our, our family. family. He's such a classy guy, I gotta tell you. <laughs> He's the fucking best. Fucking classy. He makes me laugh so fucking hard. He... Is, uh, let me tell you why he's thrown off Twitter. Just And this will be how we close out this episode. Ari was... Uh-oh. What's up? My tutor's here. Oh, okay. Okay. Three o'clock, right? I'll be back. Um, we were in Atlanta, and he had these records. They're sitting right here in my man cave right now. And he... Because he's a child, and he doesn't know... How about a, calling them albums so people albums. know? Albums. It's a record. A record could be like... An accounting record. Okay, he had these albums. And because he's a child and he travels with a backpack everywhere with only nine... Albums in it? No, no, he's <laughs> he literally has only like one pair of jeans, one pair of shorts, four pairs of socks. And he just changes and he just travels with a very small amount. And, uh, water bottle. He travels with a water bottle. Water bottle. And so he had these albums and he couldn't get them in his suitcase. He's like, hey, would you fly home with these for me? I was like, yeah, of course. So we flew back. Wait, from, did he buy them where you were? Or he something? bought them. Oh, okay. He bought them in in uh, in Athens, because that's who he is. Athens, he, Georgia. Yeah, and I hate that Georgia thought it was cool. I'll tell you that part in a second. Wait, you went to Athens, Georgia? No, Ari did Athens, and oh, he did okay. a couple different other dates, and then I see. Okay. okay, so he's like, "Will you fly him to New York for me?" I was like, "Yes." So I we land in New York, and I was like, "Yo, I got to go straight to the bonfire, which is Big J's show." Yeah. So was, he's like, "Okay." Well, I'll just take a car with you in the city and I'll just hop on a train from there. So we go and I just take his albums with me. And then he texts me the next day, hey, I need to get those albums. I was like, I'm heading to Jersey. And then he texts me in Jersey and he's like, where are my albums? And I don't reply because I don't care because they're not my albums or his albums. And then he texts me again. Hey, for real, I need to get those albums before you leave for L.A. And I, and I wrote on Twitter, man, Ari, I'm really enjoying these albums. Thanks so much. And as a joke, he writes, uh, I will fucking kill you and kill your entire family if I don't get my mom's Mabley album back. Oh, my God. Twitter saw it and booted him. Said, you're done off Twitter. And so Ari was like, what's even more hilarious about this is Ari is so anti-celebrity that when Twitter wanted to verify him, he made them unverify him. He goes, no, how do you know I'm me? How do you know I'm me? You don't know that I'm me. Like, he, he's just so against the system. Going through fucking security with him, he is, I'll say this, I don't think he'll have a problem with me saying this, because I think he said this on my podcast. He's traveling with a vape pen for me. He's traveling with a vape pen of weed that Segura flew into Atlanta, and he's traveling with it, and he said, and I, I got him into the first class line because he won't fly first class, and I go, come on, go through with me, and he's like, I watch him realize that I'm not going to like this, and he goes, no, you're, you're not going to like what's happening. I said, well, he goes, I'm not taking my shoes off. I go, just take your fucking shoes off, and he goes, nope, nope, no one tells me to take my shoes off. I'm not taking my shoes off. I go, Ari, take your fucking shoes off. I go, is it really worth that? And he goes, nope, nope, they're nobody. They have no power over me. I refuse to let them have power over me. 
And I said, so what are you going to do? He goes, oh, I'll do a pat down. I'll do a screening. I don't care. I'll, I'm not, they have no power over me. So I watch him take an extra 15 minutes to get patted down as opposed to take his shoes off. That's the way his brain works. Was the vape pen in his shoe? It was in his fucking top pocket. He didn't care at all. So it was just about control. He does not like the idea that someone who does not have power over him would exert power over him. A perceived power that is not there. So we go through security. We go to the Admiral's Club. And and then... What was that? My whole, oh, my whole point was with Twitter. I don't know why I started telling the story of the flight. On Twitter, they verified him. And he, and he, he doesn't like... He, I don't, I can't speak for Ari, but I will say that the idea that someone would get verified that isn't famous and that that is their goal in life, I'm verified on Twitter, that makes him sick. Celebrity kind of like the want or need of celebrity isn't his thing. He doesn't like that. He likes anonymity. He likes being a comic. He likes doing his own thing. So when Twitter verified him. I don't know if I buy that. No, I, I actually do buy that. I don't buy it. I, I do buy it. I, I do. I definitely do. Okay. Um, he just like, he doesn't mind celebrity. He understands it comes with the business, but he's not, he's not someone that would be an Instagram model. He's not someone who's going to post about how cool his life is. He, he wants to live his life and he wants a little bit of privacy and then he doesn't mind being famous. He doesn't mind that stuff, you know? Mm -hmm. So Twitter verified him and he said, no, I don't need it. And they're like, yeah, but we want to make sure it's you. And he's like, how do you know it's me? And they're like, well, we don't. He's like, then fine. I'm yeah. Then don't verify me. So by doing that, they just they he, there's no helping his account. He's just some fucking dude who was on Twitter who threatened to kill somebody. So then he texted me. I guess I was wrong about that verification thing, huh? I guess it would have been nice to have a little bit of celebrity and a little bit of help on that, huh? And so I talked to him today. I was like, so what are you gonna do? And he goes, I guess I'm done with Twitter forever. I was like. Are you serious? He's like, yeah, I don't know what to do. And uh, he goes, I go, well, I can do a video to kind of help you get followers back. He goes, I don't know, 3,000 followers? <laughs> I don't know, this is ridiculous. I had like 180,000 followers. They're gone. They're gone forever, Bert. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stop laughing at this. is all over the fact that he chose to live his life a certain way. And these are the repercussions of that choice. The fact that he wouldn't play ball. The fact that he won't take his shoes off. All the things that make me like him. All are all the things that come back to haunt him. These stupid fucking albums. But then the best part of all of it, Georgia saw the albums. I saw her flipping through them and looking at them. She goes, what are these? So they're albums. She goes, yeah. You know, I think when I get my own room, Dad, I'm going to I'm gonna get a record player so I can play albums. <laughs> I was like, fucking Ari. Oh, the boy. Fucking, the, she's already looking at him like, God, this is cool as shit. Yeah, good call. She didn't know there were Ari's. Yeah, I told her there were. Oh. She's like, yeah, maybe I'll get a record album. So yeah, Ari's booted off Twitter. Um, I don't think he's ever coming back to Twitter. I think he's going to stay on Instagram. I love. I also love that what I think is so comical is people will say things to me at my show like, why Why do you like Ari? Like so, someone said to me in New Jersey, I don't like that you like Ari. I said, why? And they're like, he's very unlikable. I was like, yeah, but he's not like who he is in public is not who he is in person. Like, he's a little distant in public, but God, he's, he makes me giggle so fucking hard because he's just stubborn and he's authentic and he's a very different person. Mm -hmm. All right. That's it. You're done. That's it. 
I hope you guys have a fantastic week. I hope you guys enjoyed the podcast. Uh, we'll be back next week with another podcast. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to do, I know I'm probably not going to be doing any drinking podcasts until after the special because I, I'm using these times at home to kind of get my head back together and I'm doing spots on Tuesday nights. So, um, I'm trying to get Tom Papa on. I want to get Tom Papa. He makes uh, sourdough bread. So I texted him. We're lining it up. It'll there'll, there'll be one next Tuesday. Is he going to make bread on the podcast? No, but I want to talk. I want him to talk about it. I'm really fascinated by people that have hobbies. His hobby's making sourdough bread. Yeah. And Do you know how to make sourdough bread? No, that's why I'm having Tom Papa on. It's it's a real science project. No, I know. Yeah. And you gotta it's have not like, like anything else. Yeah, I know. That's why I want to talk to him about sourdough right, bread. Right, right. That's, like, I, that's like, cause cool. Because one of the things I'm, I'm, the older I get, like my hobby right now is snowboarding. That's just because I'm, <laughs> shut up. That's not your hobby. You went one time. I'm going again this weekend. You went I'm going one to, time. You're a fucking jerk. My hobby, my hobby right now. Well, that's hyperbole, the closest thing I have to a hobby. Hyperbole, hyperbole, that's my a, hobby right now. That's the closest thing I have to a fucking hobby. I'm really into snowboarding. <laughs> you're really into snowboarding about as much as I'm really into working out. <laughs> you're a jerk. I'm I've got my sauna jerk. suit on so I can sweat out some I'm not a jerk. LBs. Just keeping you honest. Um, but I, I, I really into people with hobbies. Yeah. Like I don't have any hobbies. Well, you tried leather making for a while. How did that work out? You got a nice looking fanny pack. Let's pull it up so people can see it on video. Briefcase looking thing. Oh, we're on video? Yeah. I didn't know we were being videotaped. Yeah. Oh man, I would have dressed a little better. I oh yeah, I didn't yet. even think about that. This is my wife. This thing. I didn't know we were on videotape. Yeah, you videotape. Do. Does that date me video at all? Videotape. I mean, videotaped. Um, Is you got the camcorder over there? Yep. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so yeah, I'm looking for a hobby. I want to have Tom pop on and talk about his uh, about sourdough sourdough bread. Yeah, I don't know how you make a starter for sourdough bread. I'd be interested in hearing. You need that. a you need a mother load, mother load, mother load. You have to study that. You, I don't know how you. I, you need a mother load. Yeah, you have to get it from somewhere though. Yeah, you got to buy. You got to. And the older your mother load is, the, the better, better your sourdough. The sourdough, bread right? Is. So like the the old, some of the best sourdough bread in the world is out of San Francisco oh, because they've that. got a mother. Is it a mother load? I don't know about mother load, but. Hey Siri. I just fucked up everyone's phones. Your <laughs> language. <laughs> hey Siri. How do you make sourdough bread? Checking. Okay. I found this on the web for how do you make sourdough bread. Okay, you need... It's not called a mother load. It's called a... A starter, right? No, it's called a mother something. A mother starter? A mother scratcher? Um, a mother's helper? Are you sure it's a mother? I always heard it as a sourdough starter. You have to have a starter. Fuck, what's it called? This is why I need Tom Papa. Well, maybe wait till he comes on yeah, and ask A fresh sourdough him. starter, but it's called a... Mu- oh, is it called a starter? I'm <laughs> no, sorry, what you, no, what's it called? No, is no, it a starter? No, you need a mother load. You need a mother load. It's and a the, starter. The, no, it's a mother load. It's the a older starter. the mother load, the better the bread. Yes, the older the starter, the better. Met- mother load. It's the older the mother starter, load. the mother better load. the bread. I'm calling Tom Papa right now. It has to ferment or it's something. It's a mother load. I'm calling Tom Papa right now. Hold on one second. It's a It's a starter. What was it called online again? What was it called? Quick question. What's the thing you need to start sourdough bread dash a mother load? Or a starter? No, it's going to be mother load. 
please. Stop! Stop with starter! Stop with starter! Starter! Oh, is it a starter? It's not a starter. Tom will fucking answer. It's not a stopper. God damn it! What's the thing you need? A starter. No, it's not a starter. It's a starter. It's stop. Hey Bert, it's a starter. Sourdough mother. Starter. Mother culture? No, it's like a mother load. A mother culture. So the mother culture is 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 the starter. No. Yeah, because it's the yeast. I think that has to ferment or something. Preparation begins with a pre-fermented leaven, also known leaven. as a chief leaven, also known as a chief, a head, a mother, or a sponge. Mother yeast. I think it's called a mother yeast. And so mo- mother bread. Yeah, it's a, it's a mother bread. So that's the first thing you need. Well, okay, we'll talk about with Tom Papa when he's on the podcast. Good call. All right, I love you guys. I hope you have a great week. Um, thank you. I love you, Leanne. Love you too, babe. Bye. This episode was brought to you by The Machine.